1: Let's do this. Welcome to the Game Mess Decides podcast. I thought I screwed it up, and yet I didn't, and so I still tripped myself up. This is the podcast where we decide everything about the world of video games so you never have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeff Grubb. With me is...
2: Thank you for mentioning video games.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, That was Mike Minotti. Uh, Mike, Mike, in today's episode, we got some stuff to catch up on that I talked about on Game Mess this morning, so we'll get to all that. We're going to do... Let's see, what is it? we got a a, uh, Mount Rushmore of Horror Games... And then we're going to do a Hall of Fame update. We have more games to induct into the Hall of Fame. Those ones were going to be PS3 games, which I had to tell you surprisingly hard to pick like PS3 exclusive games. I didn't. Re-
2: I didn't think. It, I thought it would be hard. I wasn't surprised by it. Surprisingly uh, so barren games. Um, there maybe aren't a lot of all time great maybe <laughs> games not. that are on the PlayStation 3.
1: Yeah, Killzone 2 did not get nominated. No.
2: Um, There's a lot of Killzone 2s on the PlayStation 3. I'll give you that. We'll
1: do an update on the fantasy critic as well, and all uh, all that and more. But really, what I what I want to care about is Mike. How are you doing?
2: I'm uh, pretty good, man. It's been a pretty uh, busy week. It feels like lots of uh, stuff going on here. But yeah, I can't complain too much. I've got some fun stuff going on this week, and I'm going to one of those like beer tasting fest things where you like pay a bunch of money to go into a room. With a bunch of different like stations and you have like your little beer glass and you just keep refilling it and you get, you know, drunk and then you get an Uber to go home.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a good time. That sounds like a great time.
2: Yeah, and it's all going to be, it's always a Groundhog's Day theme. So there's some guy in a Groundhog outfit and you know, you're, you're, you're drunk, so you're very excited to see yes, him. Yes, absolutely. And you absolutely. bother him a lot and take a lot of pictures, so it'll be good. What's the
1: last time you watched Groundhog's Day, the movie?
2: It's been a few years. I keep thinking, oh, I want to watch it. And then my problem is, like, even though it doesn't matter, I'm like, well, I can't watch it now. It's not Groundhog Day. (laughs) Then on Groundhog Day, I don't watch it.
1: Right. I, um, I, that is a movie I'll watch any time of year at this point because I just, I I think it's great. I think it's perfect. It's one of the best movies ever made.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely want to watch it again. It has been a while.
1: Yeah. I, um, Mike, I was trending earlier.
2: Yeah. What'd you do? I mean, I know what you did, Jeff, but man. Uh, that was pretty funny. I didn't even realize what you said when you said it. Sure. It's funny how out of control that got. Yeah,
1: it was. Um, I, yeah, at the time when I said it, I'm like, well, clearly everyone knows what I mean. And then it goes through a couple layers of, of, of like losing context and goes. Well, what did you say? What did you say? Tell people. I said that Wolverine, uh, the upcoming game from Insomniac is going to go for a hard R rating, like a movie that doesn't want to be PG-13 or doesn't want to be like barely R. It's going for a hard R. And, uh, and people were immediately like, that's a f- funny way of putting it. I'm like, well, no, it's not. People talk about hard R's all the time. And then someone on Twitter was like, Jeff Grubb on his show today said that Wolverine's going to go for a hard R. And then the reaction to that was just like, excuse me, on Black <laughs> History Month. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. And it was all downhill from there. Uh, mostly people were having a fun time with it. No one was actually like yelling at me, not a single sure. person. I think everyone just thought it was funny. Everyone I don't think anybody it was actually funny. mad at you, but Jeff. it was pretty wild to see uh, hard R trending on Twitter. Like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Wait, oh come on, really?" Of all the things, yeah. uh, but at it, least he
2: didn't impact the stock price this time.
1: Yeah, I um, so yeah, when that, that that was one thing. Like, apparently, that's one of the reasons I didn't hear about um uh apex legends mobile getting canceled is because that was a concern like if i would have heard about that earlier reported on it early it would have been like oh that could have affected ea stock price again i was told like so i'd uh I, I didn't get that as early as i thought i was going to get to uh, get it but yeah um it's no just trending for good old-fashioned fun that's what i'm doing these days uh yeah it was, that was a wild ride i uh, i'm still not like so fully recovered from that cause it's like how do you you couldn't like write that you couldn't predict something like that would happen
2: I heard, I heard somebody say that as recompense, you should have to get rid of the R in your name for a yeah, while. You so have to get to be Jeff Gubb. Je- Je-
1: Jeffy Gubb. Jeffy Gubb, yeah, both Jeff R's, Gub. yeah. That's fair. Go. Okay, I can I can, uh, I can deal with that punishment for a while. Um, although, you know, the R won't grow back like my hair, so I guess we'll just have to reinstate it at some point. Um we we have a lot to talk about we'll get into all of that first though i want to thank everybody for joining us you can get more from mike and me by joining the discord at gamemess.net if you want to ask us a question you could drop a super chat during the show on here on youtube we will answer all of them before the end of the show we promise this time thank you to carlos Sain, who is insane in the rain music on youtube for the use of our theme songs we are on spotify google podcast apple podcast and wherever pods are caught Give us a good rating wherever you are listening and hit that like button on youtube please it helps people find the show uh, while we're live thank you to the mods who really keep things going over here Uh, sometimes they even remind me of important segments i was meaning to do on the show um support us by going to patreon.com game mess that's the best way to support us that gets you access to the private channels in our discord the monthly Q and a one month early access to our Jeopardy game. And you could watch the Jeopardy game live uh, with other Patreon members. Uh, It also gets you participation in our monthly game club discussion of which the resident evil episode just went live. So people are participating in that and it has its own podcast feed and everything. And you can participate in that. Uh, And of course, all of our, our shows ad free. uh, So that's the best way to uh, if you like hate the ads, you want to get them without the ads. You get it ad free, or in some case, recently I have been put po- like pasting the uh, Manscape stuff to the very end of this episode, so you can just turn it off once that starts playing. But some people like to hear that, so yeah. We talking about balls. Talking What's there to not like? Yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun time.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal Changes of menopause and MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. Ninety-one percent of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: All right, Mike, I got some big topics I want to talk to you about. Mostly the news I've been talking about this week. But uh, you know what's funny is since we talked, we did last in the ten dogs everyone's been talking about, Oh, Jeff Grubb said there'd be a Nintendo direct next week. And I'm like, guys, I did like say like, I'm hearing it'll be next week, but I'm not guaranteeing it. That's like my exact words. Uh, I'm just saying everything's pointing in that direction. I still think that's probably going to happen,
2: but boy, it's like every site now. is just like Jeff Grubb said it. I'm like, Wait,
1: I've been if, saying this if, for if a while. It like,
2: what? You tried to make sure that you wouldn't be on the line for it. And now it seems like you're on the line oh, yeah, for it's... this one too.
1: Exactly. But uh, I mean, Oh, well, that's the way it goes sometimes. Um,
2: but I'll
1: say since also since then it's like more more stuff is pointing in that direction again. It's still not, still not for sure, but more, even more stuff is pointing that way. Um, I do think it probably is going to be later in the week next week still. So we'll get, we'll get to the the sixth and, uh, and we'll be like, Hey, is is anything going to get announced? Probably not that day, but maybe soon after, um, it does sound like stuff like Advance Wars. Uh, there was a report on one of the uh, subreddits that like follows this stuff that uh, Walmart was getting a standee for Advance Wars. It said available now. Yeah. Uh, it's like okay, well, I mean, I guess that really is happening. Maybe. I mean, who, who knows how trustworthy that is? But it does fit with a lot of other stuff we've heard. So,
2: so, what will you? Are you just gonna like abandon Fire Emblem and go straight to Advance Wars? How are you gonna handle that?
1: Uh, I'm not gonna abandon Fire Emblem, but I might. Um, what I'll probably do is I'll boot up Advance Wars, play it for a little bit. So be like, oh, okay, I get it. And then I'll go and I'll finish Fire Emblem and then I'll come back to Advance Wars. That's probably what I'll do, but I don't know. Maybe if I fall in love with it, this Advance Wars, um, I'll be into it. But the thing is, I mean, I have played those Advance Wars one and two games both quite sure. a bit. So, it, it, you know, Fire Emblem Engage is a totally new game. I might stick with that over this Advance Wars, at least for a little bit. I'll just be happy that Advance Wars is out and exists and, and isn't going to get put into a hole forever. Like, that's where I want. That's what I want for that more more than anything. Even if I'm not playing it right away, just that it's there and, and like available to play that'll be good enough for me sounds good uh okay and then there's the couple stories uh the coalition I've said before that they are uh, working a, on a smaller non gears game to get familiar with Unreal Engine 5 uh, they've canceled that they've canceled another project they're working fully on gear six now um, and that it seems like when they got hit by those layoffs that was part of it like some of the people that were working on those other projects were affected by that so it's not like this is some oh we, we just we now we fully understand unreal engine so we can move on it still is not a great story for the most part but it is uh i, I suppose if you're a fan of gears and you're like looking at the matrix demo that Co- that the coalition worked on like they are probably pretty familiar with this they probably can move on and this means you'll probably get gear six a little bit quicker than you might have otherwise so I don't know. How do you feel about Gears and, and the Coalition?
2: Um, Gosh, I I mean, I liked Gears a lot in the 360 era, but then was kind of done with it. I barely played Gears 4 and Gears 5. Even though people say good things about Gears 5, I just, it, it's this dumb thing. It's like, well, I didn't beat Gears 4. I can't really get into this. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to play Gears 4. So it, it's kind of weird. I imagine I feel the same way about a Gears 6. So. I, I don't know. I'm not super plus about any of that. Do we have any idea what that smart game was going to be? What kind of not game really. was that? Like how much of a loss is this?
1: Not really. I haven't heard many details, really. It was just, um, and that's what, it, I guess that was the weird part about it. Cause they were going to spend uh, a couple of years like getting something into place and then work going to gear six. I and mean, they probably, they would have worked in, in, in tandem, like side by side at a certain point. But it, it was it was probably the right decision not to spend a ton of time. If you are the coalition, the gear studio not making gears. Um, so that's yeah, rough. Yeah, it's it's like a weird thing. So it's probably the right decision. But yeah, I don't know what the smaller game would have been. I will say that the, rec- the recent track record of Microsoft and enabling its studios to do smaller games has been pretty positive. So I think I would have liked to have seen it. Yeah. But uh, overall, I'm um, I understand why they made this
2: decision. Yeah, it's a bummer. I'm going to always kind of I, I may have been interested in whatever that smaller game is more so than a Gears 6. But I mean, Gears, Gears is, uh, gosh, you know, used to say their second most important franchise. Maybe their most important franchise these days with what's been going on with Halo. So, yeah. And the most Bye. recent
1: uh, the Gears thing, Hive Busters, really, really well liked by fans and people like someone in chat here says, I love Ge- I, Hive Busters was good and I dislike Gears. So mm. I like a lot of people really like Hive Busters. Not many people played it, though, I don't think.
2: That's too bad. Well, if you release it with the next Gears, maybe a lot more people will.
1: Uh, or even if it like was an expand alone, instead of this thing that's sort of attached as DLC to Gears 5. Yeah, I I guess, that would have made more I sense. I gotta be honest, what is Hive Busters? It's DLC for, honestly, I don't really know, Mike. I haven't played it. Uh, if well, I'm being then, completely honest. Yeah. I know people like it, though. It's uh,
2: like a marketing problem
1: there. Yep. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's because, like, yeah, it's a DLC. And I think if it was like an expand alone, it would, have, it would have had a much better chance. But, oh, well uh wolverine uh that's the next game from insomniac after spider-man 2 uh a couple details here i've heard uh fall 2024 they're they're still talking internally it could easily be 2025 but part of them wants to go bang bang one holiday spider-man 2 then the next holiday have have wolverine ready to go uh they have you know multiple teams inside insomniac they could pull it off um, the game itself is not going to be open world, but it'll have open sections. It'll probably try to be more reminiscent of other modern, uh, PlayStation games, God of War, uh, Jedi uh, Fallen Order ish. Yeah. yeah that Jedi kind of thing. War. Yes, exactly. That, that kind of thing. Um, and then it's going to go for in a more mature rating an M rating. Let's say, let's, uh, let's just say, let's an say M- yeah, rating. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, we actually do have ratings for these things. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah I everyone pointed it out. I, you know what I meant? Uh, an M rating, um which also i think makes sense for this game it's one where you can uh you can have spider-man be this uh, all-encompassing family-friendly thing and then maybe let wolverine be a little bit more serious and uh, and excuse me more violent because he's got those claws and maybe you really want to like let those claws do what they're supposed to do i think that's pretty interesting what do you think
2: yeah 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 it makes sense yeah it is always kind of funny when like wolverine has to be it's something more family-friendly cuz his his whole gimmick is that he shoots out razor-sharp claws that yep. cut things, right? So it's like he does a lot of stabbing sometimes in those other movies. Well, stabbing we can maybe get away with, the people can face away from the camera. But no, obviously he'll be slashing a lot. Reminds me of the Turtles cartoons where you got Leonardo with like two swords, and he's mm-hmm. like punching people with his fists while holding them, stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that makes a lot of a lot of sense. Uh, I think most people's favorite Wolverine movie is Logan. Uh, and when they do like him in the other movies, they do kind of think about some of those more intense sequences like that moment in X-Men 2 where he is yeah. going through the mansion and really getting stabbed. Berserker
1: rage. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't want it to be gratuitous unnecessarily. But yeah, like the way that character works, he's supposed to be a bit feral and like intense and slashy. Yeah. I think, that's I, think right.
1: I think it's like a game you can get away with it in where it's um it's not going to hurt the sales really. I think uh the, the audience for Logan is so massive or for Wolverine is so massive that um it kind of it's like, oh, this almost feels kind of uh like kind of cool that they're gonna actually go for this and it might only help its case in terms of helping it stand out in the in the marketplace.
2: Um Right. Plus, you know, it's it's not really anything like that. Like ugh, Suicide Squad's just gonna be violent, but it's gonna be really jokey violent, you know what I mean? Uh here's one that can kind of do that i'm not like expecting this to be like a drama or something but take itself a little bit more seriously
1: yeah absolutely and it's insomniac so yeah i'm i'm, I'm, I'm glad it's not open world too i think that's a really yeah. really smart move uh because spider-man has the locomotion to support it and wolverine just wouldn't no can you imagine no, getting he in, like the wolverine wouldn't. mobile or something and driving around the world <laughs> like of yeah of course
2: yeah right I mean, that's famous, so you expect that to be you right. worked in there. Some the Wolverine blimp. Yeah, exactly. Speaking yes. of the turtles. Right. I I mean, love that the, it's it's, it's funny. I mean, it's, mean. A,
1: it's a comedic bee. He's always poking it, and there's always a hole, and then the blimp's always going down. It's like, oh, man, I stabbed the blimp oh, yeah. again. But
2: And then Cyclops is like, not again. And, but I, I just don't think that'd be great gameplay at all. That's all. No, man, I love that the turtles had a giant blimp. Yes, I love that. With all the, all the turtles'
1: vehicles were always very good. Uh, mm-hmm. and I never thought about it. Like the, like, It's great. It's a cartoon. Yeah. You didn't have to think about where they came from. It's just, no, this is cool. Came from?
2: Or the yeah. fact that it's supposed to be hidden or yes. whatever. Who cares? <laughs> uh, it's t- just good. Um, but how is Insomniac able to have four know, releases this generation when everyone else is struggling to do one? I don't know. Yeah, I really like, don't know. It's insane.
1: It's uh, it's really hard to figure out why they're so good at it. I mean, I guess we'll see. You know, we don't know. Spider-Man 2 could get delayed and... Wolverine could come out in twenty twenty six. and but right now a cross gen game with
2: playstation
3: y- yeah,
1: 6. right now looking at it, it's um doesn't seem that way. And if they do get Wolverine out in let's say fall twenty twenty four, which would be incredible, like no guarantees internally. this is none of this stuff is them saying it. So uh, if it doesn't happen, I think most people understand this, but if, if it doesn't happen, we get it. Um, but if they do, if they are able to accomplish that and these games are as good as they have been or better, uh, yeah, it's going to be one of the most infamous or one of those, one of the best runs for any studio ever. Uh, over the last you know, five, ten years, just really incredible work from from Insomniac. Um, okay, and then Titanfall Legends, we talked about this in Game Miss Mornings as well. Uh, this is one that Jason Trier reported uh, the game was canceled. Really, this thing has been canceled for a long time, not officially. Uh, Mohammed Alavi, who is the guy that did No Russian and the All Gillied Up, um, kind of a famous level designer inside of Infinity Ward and then uh, inside of uh, Respawn. He was overseeing this project. It was like his baby. And then it seems like, well, along with everyone else, he left Respawn and they were never able to replace him. Uh, it seems like. Why they, did he leave? Do we know? About a year ago. About no, why? Oh, why? I, I, think, um, I think he left for the same reason everyone else left. I'll, I'll say, okay. Respawn was purchased by EA. What, like four, four and a half years ago? To me, it sounds like, and this is just a guess, a lot of their stock was invested and they were able to bit, like get all their money that EA paid them. And like, well, now that now we can actually cash out and take that money and go do whatever we want. That, that's just a guess, but I think everyone, because like, he is not the only one who left. If you look at the LinkedIn profiles, which I was doing last night when I was like researching this. Very, very few of the people who were there when response started are still there. Most have gone and, and moved on in a way that's like not necessarily abnormal, but it is like clear. Like, and this happened mostly in the last year or so. And it's, it's probably a lot of them taking their money and leaving, going to do what they want, taking the investment from studio, from a big publisher, probably getting 10 cent money, things like that. Um,
2: so I, I think it's that simple. So weird because like the studio is supposed to be at its big height, right? Like, god f order was this hit apex legends this big well, hit and almost like feels like it's weird you think you have two hits it's like wow things are going to be better than ever and now it's like seems a little dodgy right now somehow over there
1: I, I mean i think that uh this is pretty natural for gaming though i but i but it i think we are at a point where respawn is kind of settling into its long-term period of just being a name um which is it happens? It's that's fine, and, and there's a lot of people who still want to work at Respawn. A lot of people that want to work on Apex Legends, and you could still do, like you could, still, like you use that that brand to attract attract really powerful stuff and make things happen. Um, but many of the people that were there when it started are are, are gone, and so uh, and on top of that, they have uh, EA kind of hoisting a we're, we're going to be making license games uh, going forward on top of them. And that's, you know, they're the Star Wars studio now, Respawn. They're making a Star Wars, they're making two Star Wars, three Star Wars games, right? Because they're making one that's a shooter. They're making, obviously, Jedi Fallen or or Jedi Survivor. They're probably going to make another one after this, probably. And then uh, the third one is that uh, tactics game they're making with an outside studio. So it's like they're they're a Star Wars uh, company and they make Apex Legends. And now they used to be, like, making Apex Legends and Titanfall Legends. And Titanfall Legends was going to be this big, expansive thing. And now they're not doing that anymore. Um, and they have like a small skunk work team, team sk- that's probably still making a few things, like still experimenting with some stuff over there. But really, they're making a bunch of Star Wars stuff and Apex Legends. And Apex Legends is settling in uh, long t- like long term for like kind of what it's going to be going forward, where it's not going to have any huge growth spurts probably anymore, but it could still make a lot of money. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just this is the future of Respawn now. And it's very unlikely that they are going to be able to make a Titanfall anything sort of work because this was their best opportunity and they couldn't make this happen. And the reason that this was, not, wasn't going to happen one Mohammed Muhammad Alavi left. And then two, you know, you're, they were going to put it as a mode inside of Titanfall legends. And as a mode, of just
2: Titanfall, you mean, uh, or yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Yes. Thank you. A mode inside apex legends. And uh, it's, so it wasn't gonna be like the standalone thing, but it's going to be this thing that you could um, go in there and experience. And so it'd be like, uh, Oh, okay. We are going to be able to play this here. And then the free-to-play stuff was going to pay for everything. Really, though, it's going to take $100 million to make a game like this. And then you're going to be looking around. At least, you know, that, that's my guess. Like, I, I, I guess I mean, $160 million to make Callisto Protocol. I, I mean, maybe we can use that as budget, but that seems extreme. So we'll say like $125 million or something, just kind of looking at the Callisto Protocol. Is, is Do you want to put that kind of budgetary constraint or that kind of like um demand on apex legends to make that kind of return based on a single player campaign getting added that's eh, probably not something that ea is going to say and or, or going to go along with and then on top of that if you do have a good idea if you are working at respawn and you have a, a good idea for what titanfall could be going forward well you just saw a really good pitch from Mohammad alavi get like get, get neutered and then and then like completely canceled are you going to like really put your career on the line to go and try to make that happen again anytime soon? It's just, it just seems like it's not going to happen. So um, it really sucks. Uh, Titanfall basically is going to be a memory. Now apex legends is, is it. And, and yeah, I'm really bummed out by it. Cause I, I really was hoping for more.
2: Yeah, it really, is this point. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Like, I imagine if there's problems that Apex Legends is losing some steam and excitement, I feel like adding in this big Titanfall solo campaign might have been a good way to bring some people back into it. So like, it seems like that might have made sense. And even then, it's not going to happen. Right. It's, a, it's a bummer because, you know, everyone loves... Titanfall 2's campaign, doing something kind of similar to that, at least. And you said BT was going to be in it. so there was BT definitely. was going to be back.
1: They were going to try to figure out ways to could encourage people to play more with the things that made Titanfall Titanfall. So uh, rewards for running on the walls and rewards for doing cool stuff, getting it up close. That's where the Doom Eternal um, comparison uh, came in. There was one thing I left out from the game this mornings that kind of blew me away that when I heard about it. They were going to take a lot of inspiration from Hades, which they said mm. is a good game that um, it, it, when you get bonus or when you get upgrades in Hades, what happens is they don't introduce new ways of like doing controls. What happens is instead you, you layer these abilities on top of already existing controls. So like you get the dash in Hades. Well, sometimes you get a dash and when you dash, you have a shield that reflects bullets back at people. You still just do the dash, but now you have this extra ability on top of that. And so they were working on this thing where apparently you could do the dash as the pilot and that dash would charge up a shield. And so you could dash into the bullets of the enemy and reflect it back at it, just like Hades, but all in first person, all with the Titanfall flow. And it's like, okay, clearly they were like working on ways to make this game feel even better and be able to support a longer term play because it wasn't going to be most people just settling into a Call of Duty style of play. And I'm like, man, I am kind of super bummed out that didn't get to happen because it sounds like they were figuring out a lot of the problems that were that was even holding back Titanfall Two, an already great game game. and, and all i mean all this to say is they were figuring it out they had really good ideas this was going to be a very good game from really talented developers and even that's not happening
2: and it feels like we are probably not getting a new titanfall anytime like within the next 10 years now if it's not happening yeah. now like like how is it going to happen yeah. it's a big bummer yep uh, amit
1: kumar says invincible wasn't directing but Vince invincible didn't direct the last one it was um I can't remember Steve Fakuda, I think Steve. He's the one that's running that Skunkworks team, though, uh, that I was talking about. He's working on a smaller project that probably might never turn any- into anything. But he is working on something. Um, but is this uh, at
2: respawn, at respawn, yeah, of-
1: yeah, under under respawn, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, but uh, I mean, you know really, it was once Muhammad Alavi left. So, yeah, Steve Facuda. Thank you, thank you, chef. Um I don't. Know, I had a lot of based on what I heard. I had a lot of like faith that they were going to be able to pull it off. It's just, you know, once those key players left, it was always doomed. It was because they were never going to be able to really convince someone else to come and take over someone else's pitch, really, it seemed like. And, again, that, that, that's all kind of speculation on my part, that part of it. Um, trying to fill in the blanks of, like, um, what happened there and looking at the LinkedIn's. But, yeah. Oh, well. Uh Okay. Um, Mike. That does it for the big topics that I have. Is there anything else that happened this week you want to talk about?
2: Well, something just happened before we went online. Uh, Knockout City has also announced that it is going to be shutting down.
1: It is Which not is, not the only one this week, right? A lot of live service games kind of getting there hit. was
2: Rumbleverse, and a lot of people are kind of bringing up like, man, well, like when Rumbleverse was announced going down, people, a lot of people are like, well, at least Knockout City's still in there, um, nope. and no. It's not. They said their ninth season is going to be their last one. I think like at the end of this month, they're going to stop selling premium currency and then they'll kind of let the seed isn't a ride out. It's um, it's, it's kind of weird, Jeff. And it's kind of depressing in the sense that it, it almost feels like these big online multiplayer games are kind of, it's kind of becoming like that mobile space There already is where it's just these same players. It's these same games. And those are going to be the ones people play always and forever uh and it's, there's very room very little room for new stuff here and you kind of get the feeling maybe everyone's realizing this we know that ubisoft is kind of like man we threw a lot of money yeah. at battle royals or other things and maybe there just isn't room for more of those we'll see if sony's gonna have better luck with all of the games that I mean, they're doing like that uh, let, one of them let talk about last that. of us game
1: yeah factions though like let's i, I saw xbox uh, xbox killer was here uh so let's let me give him some uh, red meat um Factions is probably going to... I am getting the feeling that's going to be a real rough ride for... Really? Yeah, because think about it. You have a studio that's known for... They're their, like spending a ton of money, getting everything perfect. And then they're going to put out a big game that's probably going to be free to play. But it is The Last of Us, so maybe it's not. But it's probably going to be free to play. Um, and then you, you're going to have to monetize that. And in order to monetize that, you're going to have to make sure there's a ton of content and their professional uh, story content also somehow right they're making a big deal about it being story content so it's not just assets it's creativity and all these teams working together and working with these tools that may, maybe not have uh, been optimized for building content quickly not to say that there's anything wrong with the tools just it, it's it's never been put through this kind of grind before i will tell you that almost certainly like if you look at the live service games that are succeeding out there um the way that the, that the, uh, Naughty Dog makes games is probably nothing like that. And and so they're going to be met with that. And then do you really, th- I don't think that when that game is live, that they're suddenly going to be like, okay, and we're going to have all kinds of fun skins that people really want to spend a lot of money on. Like, you are are you, I really don't think that, uh, uh, what's his name? Who's uh, Neil, uh, Neil Druckmann? Yeah, Neil Druckmann. It's gonna give the thumbs up to the Ronald McDonald skin. That is like a
2: big we'll tie-in. Fifteen in. different kinds of dirty jeans to pick from.
1: Yeah, right. And that's gonna put it in a tough position as well. So I just, I think it's gonna be a rough. I, I bet it's gonna be a fun game. But, but when, when has that ever helped any of these games that we're talking about? I mean, maybe I mean, this will be a different one. had
2: a fun multiplayer mode, and like you know, people kind of cared for a little bit, and Naughty Dog was interested in adding that much new content to it because they had to make new things. And, you know, Night Dog talks a lot about, about how they have so much freedom. If they, I mean, they really want to support a live-service, competitive Last of Us game for for, for the next 10 years. Um, yeah, it's... I guess I'm not really sure, Jeff. And, you know, one of the problems with Halo Infinite was it's hard It's hard with a live-service game making high-quality content at a steady cadence. And here's the studio that's known for having the highest quality of high-quality so yeah how, how do they keep pushing it out at a steady rate especially when it is going to be compared to halo infinite that's mm-hmm. going to be kind of the direct comparison point here yeah we'll see but we it see. is just we'll just just part of this larger point here like are any of these things ever gonna, are we going to have another apex legends again basically probably not that apex feels like, like
1: races to 50 million players right probably not that
2: Mm-hmm. And even that's like, oh, Apex Legends is slowing down. Are we living on a world war where in five years? Apex Legends, this game that was huge. Even that's like, yeah, well, that's it. It's that's still done. top.
1: It's like it's still like a top ten, top five game yeah, in the world in probably terms not of players. Any trouble. Right, but, but you know they are looking toward the future, and like most of the they're probably thinking most of the money that we're gonna make is probably behind us, or at least we're close to that point. And yeah,
2: yeah, I guess. But like, you know, it was neat with Rubbleverse and uh, Knockout City. It's like, oh, smaller teams can make these kind of games, uh, too. And, you know, there's still some that seem to be doing okay. I hope Fall Guys is still doing right. I like Fall Guys a lot. But like, how could you possibly have had a better start than a Knockout City? And you're still not really going to make it or is that am i looking at it wrong is it not like oh the fact that these things shut down ever is a failure point did knockout city do its job did it make oh, money and so. of course Probably people not. aren't people aren't going to play it forever i guess i mean look i didn't play it forever i still liked it uh like what how what like how what can reasonably be the expectations for these things yeah
1: i, I mean you're right and i mean and we're at a point where uh, where a couple years ago would have been like okay we'll go from being a um a premium price game to be in free to play. Knockout city did do that. Uh, but Rumbleverse did not do its thing. It was a free to play game, but it didn't do the thing of, well, it's on Epic. I guess we'll put it on steam. They didn't even do try that. And it's like, well, if that game was on steam, maybe it would have had a chance. They didn't even try that. And it's like, man, I think we are abandoning ship, um, c- pretty fast. And, you know, fail fast is a pretty common thing. I think from, um, at least the tech side of things and live service feels like it has like a, a, a it was born out of that idea. Um so I think we're going to continue seeing this for a while, but for the most part, I, I just I think these things are, going to be, things are going to be treated like learning experiences, and that's the value these developers get out of it. And then they're going to try again um, if they are you know afforded the opportunity. Uh, not all of them will be.
2: It's uh, just, uh, yeah, it's it's just pretty rough, and you're you're competing against Fortnite, and Fortnite is such a powerhouse, and it's also very good, and it can just also. Kind of take your ideas and make it work inside itself, and people are so invested in Fortnite. It was kind of the problem the MMO space had a while ago, where all these MMOs are coming out, and it's like, well, people are just going to play World of Warcraft. They've already been playing that, yeah, right. And it kind of like took World of Warcraft to be at this really low point for some other ones to finally sneak in and gain momentum, and even that window seems like it's closing because World of Warcraft's getting like pretty good again, and Final Fantasy fourteen is now just also there. So yeah, like like Fortnite is this powerhouse. Apex Legends is also there, in Call of Duty. Like, how much more room can there really be for something? Uh, you know, maybe if you invent a new genre like a Tarkov, you could do that kind of thing. Exactly. It feels, like, yeah. But I don't know. It just seems like it's really this that market is shrinking, not in terms of like market cap, but just in terms of titles available.
1: Uh, Bayleaf Moon earlier mentioned that um just a bad going back on uh, uh the the factions. It could be like Sea of Thieves, where Sea of Thieves was Rare's first live service game. And it took him a long time to kind of get uh, into the flow of things with content. I-, I bet it will follow a similar trajectory. It's just, it seems like Naughty Dog would be even more difficult because their their standards are so much higher than even Rare's. So, yeah, it's going to be rough. All right, Mike. Rough seas. Rough right. seas, indeed. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's do this. Mike, you know I care about you, right?
2: Yeah, I know that you care about me, especially my balls. You know that I just want you and your
1: balls to be good and clean and happy, which is why I'm so happy that support for Game S is brought to you by Manscaped, which is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. off and free worldwide shipping with the code MESS at manscaped.com. I got, I was so heartened to hear you say that you used
2: the uh the what, what it's the ball toner, right? The ball oh, no 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 the De- deodorant's what you use out of the shower. Right, the toner okay. is what you use for pick me us.
1: Right, so that's that it's the crop there's the crop preserver, and then there's the crop reviver. We're talking about the crop preserver preserver first, which you're like you were addicted to that stuff. I am too. It's so it's nice. It really does make me feel incredible when I get out of the shower. Makes me it keeps me feeling fresh and like i can like, man, I'm smelling good, and it's all coming out of the engine room, which is like a it's nice right. feel. Feeling, I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it. So I was happy to hear like, yeah, you were having the same experience, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you laugh like, ha, 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 ball deodorant. And then you use the ball deodorant. Like, <laughs> I, I like the ball deodorant. I'm going to keep using that.
1: Yes, I am. Uh, I'm going to be getting the ball deodorant going forward. Absolutely. Right.
2: Plus, you know, a lot, I'm sure a lot of you like, oh, a lot of you're thinking I already have a razor. Even if it's an upgrade, I'm not going to get a new razor. Well, you should because it's a good razor. But get the ball deodorant. Correctly.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, you get it all as part of the performance package 4.0. Uh, and oh man, this thing is
2: a game. Way changer. better than the 3.0, I've heard.
1: Yes, absolutely, the serious upgrade. That the, you know, the, the lawnmower 4.0 yeah. with, its, with its little spotlight on there—it's really good stuff. Uh, this trimmer is the future of grooming. Dare I say, the greatest ball the trimmer ever. Future is now. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I want to say, like, I—I I felt this in action. I was—I was in there. I was doing—I was doing the business down in the engine room, and I was. I was following the instructions, making sure I was like, you know, going slow and smooth as they suggest. And yet I still felt it like beginning to catch. And then the skin safe technology was like, nope, everything. We're going to, we're going to back off. Uh, We're going to let it go. And it's like, I could feel it happen where, oh, there was actually no Nick where with other stuff, 100%, I would have been nicked and and hurt. It was amazing. Uh, It was kind of an amazing feeling. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof. So like me, you could do it in the shower as I was doing with that 4,000 Kelvin LED spotlight that you need a, when you, for when you need a. More precise, shade. Is that
2: a lot of kelvins? I think it's a
1: lot of kelvin. It's very bright, right? If you, I mean, you've used yeah. it, right? You could, you could just use. It is very bright.
2: Yeah, I was able to see everything.
1: Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game even further to the next level. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Mike, any experience with this so far?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. This is I'm, I got. I have a pretty hairy nose, Jeff, and I hate it just because it, it it kind of gets itchy in there. I even I'll be honest, I have a bad habit of picking those hairs because they just kind of drive me crazy. Yeah. And I'm out there like there's a freaking long hair in my nose. Knows, I want to get it out. Same thing with the ear hairs. So, yeah, just having this easy way of just going in there and taking care of that business is a, a big relief. It's probably helping my social game a bit. You know, I imagine I'm a bit more approachable when I'm not picking hairs out of my nostrils.
1: Exactly, when you're not tugging at the old nose curtains, absolutely. Uh, right. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. And trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts through their Performance Package 4, 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag, bring your comfort and boxers to another
2: level. Boxers. Yeah. I wore them for, i got to have to admit, too many days in a row because they just thought really nice. I admit yeah. it. I was kind of having I a lazy the ball time, too. I right mm-hmm. on, though, at least. So.
1: Yeah, and they're like, listen, I mean, you just drop on the, the crop reviver and you're you're good to go for another half hour or so. Uh, it's That's time good. to take uh, care of yourself, so go to Manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MESS. That's 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code MESS at Manscaped.com. Go ahead and use that. That's MESS. Manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping worldwide.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.
1: Should we take a quick break, or are we good? Are you good?
2: I don't have to go potty.
1: Cool. All right. All right. Excellent. Thank you. Good ad read. I'm real, I'm real proud of you. Thank you. Okay. I just
2: overshared, which always helps.
1: I think that does help. Makes you makes you more approachable.
2: Yeah. unlike picking my nose hairs. Uh,
1: okay. Let's get into it. Uh, actually, let me get this set up real quick, everybody, and we'll get right back going. I'll uh, bring the browser into what are we doing next Uh, are we reading
2: some of these super chats or what Yeah,
1: let's do we're gonna do some of the super chats but then we're gonna go to mount rushmore so let me just get that set up
3: um
1: opera
4: there we go all
1: right everybody we will come back here right now mike we got some super chats there. Why don't we go ahead and read some of those, and then we'll get into some of our uh, big uh, segments for the week.
2: Sure, sure. We got a couple here from X-Bot Killer. At oh, first, I was favorite. skeptical. Well, I was skeptical it was really him because sure. it's like a parody. Uh, his profile picture is now just your face. But then later, he uh, like had a personal insult in chat and got banned, so I guess it might be him. Yeah the yeah, I mean, games he's but,
1: complaining about, too, are, are, are some of the ones he always brings up. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to choose to believe.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say, though, that having your pictures as a profile picture is giving off some, dare I say, serial killer vibes, <laughs> maybe in the, the, <laughs> the weird personal insult. So welcome back. Ease off there a little bit, that file killer. <laughs> uh, he says in the first one here, 343 in shambles. You lied. Metroid isn't out. Wow, Jeff, did you hear that? Metroid Prime Remastered didn't come out. I didn't know that. I'm glad yeah, you for me. Thank you. I have this bag of hair here for no yep. reason, actually. Just for fun. Uh, Xbox also said, where's avowed, where's perfect, uh, dark? Yeah, Jeff, you're... <laughs> I'm keeping them you? in my basement until Metroid comes out. Mm, there you go. Yeah, Jeff, why won't you just release those games? Uh, I know. Then Cranjic Basketball says, not that I'm not happy. Wolverine will probably be more linear. But he does usually have a motorcycle, so they can make that work. That's so true. That's too. a good point. Well, yeah, but I don't think... Motor, just like Wolverine on motorcycles is exciting enough. People love the justify. Batmobile, right? In <laughs> yeah, no one had any complaints Knight. about that. It, everyone loves Days Gone. Nope, that, that's not a controversial game right. at all. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe not. Uh, Iron Mike says, boycotting Wolverine till hard R's confirmed removed. So that would just be oh. the Wolverine. Yeah, there, there you go. Funny. Uriel Delgado says, hello, Jeff and Mike. Do you think farming RPG sims will be the next big thing since games as a service? Why isn't there an Animal Crossing clone with Viva Pinata yet? Nah, I don't think. I mean, Stardew Valley has always done well for a while. Then Animal Crossing was a big deal. We've had some of these other things. I don't know how well Disney Dreamlight Valley is doing. I think it's doing okay. It's not like some major breakout hit. It's not like Harvest Stella. I assume that did not do great, really. So... I don't think it's going to become some big trend. If no. it was a trend, we saw it last year when too many of them were coming out. And I imagine we're already contracting from that.
1: Yes, I, I think that's exactly right.
2: Uh, Jez is asking you, uh, why did you kill Titanfall, Jeff?
1: Uh, because you touch yourself at night.
2: That's fair. Dr. Butthugger <laughs> says Rumbleverse shutting down is Microsoft calling Iron Galaxy
1: uh rumbleverse shutting down is microsoft calling i yeah i get what people are saying for killer instinct um i i don't know i feel like microsoft would have either already made a deal with someone else and iron uh, galaxy uh, might have their sights set on something bigger now i don't know if, if it would be a good fit that studio still has all of the talent it would that would be required to make a cool Killer Instinct. Um,
2: Does, is Microsoft as interested in investing in Killer Instinct now that Sony owns the largest video game tournament or fighting game tournament in the world?
1: I mean, I'm sure that cal- that like enters the calculation a little bit, but I think they still would be interested in making a Killer Instinct.
2: I don't, you
1: know, yeah, because every chance to put one of their things in a situation where Sony has to acknowledge Microsoft increases <laughs> like the, the tribal opportun- chief yeah exactly acknowledge us and it's um you know especially if the activision deal goes through it's like well this is just another point of opportunity for us to be like let's get along and put game pass where we needed to put it and all that stuff
2: i imagine also maybe i'm wrong here i don't think killer instincts competitive nature was all that important i don't know if it was ever that yeah. much of a tournament game i'm sure Sean will yell at me. Otherwise, I mean, you know, uh, Justin
1: Wong is really good at and stuff like that, but he's good at all fighting games. So sure, yeah. yeah.
2: Exactly. My point is, like, you know, that would be the major concern with that. Oh my god, Christian's Christian's mad. I'm sorry. There's some. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Well, well, there's some. well, you're going to tell me there's some giant killer instinct <laughs> competitive scene? Really? I, oh, my I want God. I'm to hurt
1: you so bad right now. What Am the I, fuck are is wrong with you? Me? Are you yes, kidding
2: me? I, oh, yeah, I'm kidding you. Oh, give me a break, guys. You guys oh, are living in a it. bubble. If I you think it. that this is something everybody knows. No, you all shut up. I, I love believe it. you, to be clear. Don't act like, well, <laughs> everybody knows about the massive killer instinct reboot competitive scene. It's give final stage in Evo every year yeah give me a yeah get, come, you calm down give
1: me a break when, last time it was at evo everybody come on yeah yeah if, yeah. yeah dude, will come I for you evo.
2: both i why would you say that <laughs> all right all right uh next one cool, <laughs> like it's let, him, let me cook let me cook uh, <laughs> <he's cooking.
5: laughs> all right
2: it was on espn actually <laughs> well cool a lot of things are on espn i bet uh McGee <laughs> says sea of thieves what do pirates say R. He really emphasizes the R's there. Yes, those
1: Jeff. are some, some hard ones. Sure, yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, I I, I went against. I, I thought better of uh including the phrase hard R in the podcast title. This yeah, week, fair so. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It was literally at Evo twenty twenty. Oh, that's great. All right. All all right Shut <laughs> up. You know what? I was I was thinking out loud. I was asking a question. Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> Jeez. B Travis says thank you, Jeff, for unequivocally. What did you percent confirming a direct next week? It was fun. Seeing several sites pick that up today. Yep.
1: Things are just pointing that direction. I don't guarantee it. I don't know for sure.
2: Oh, here's Big Jimbo Ryan says, you did my boy Xbox killer dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the Metal Gear Solid remake, Jeff? It's not here at Sony headquarters. It's not with the abandoned guy (laughs) either. Have we had an abandoned check lately or is that just that we're we're done with that? I think
1: we're done with that and I couldn't be happier about it.
2: That's too bad. That game probably has a competitive scene. I don't know about either somehow, despite not being a real game and never coming out. Uh, the Charter Wolf says, will we ever get Banjo 3E who develops it? That was a question that was kind of going around a bit ago. Uh, it doesn't seem like Rare would develop it. Uh, do you ask Playtonic too? <laughs> do, you ask, uh, do you ask Double Fine too? Double Fine probably wants to do their own thing, so I don't mm. know. I mean, you, you like you difficult. get Toys
1: Bob to come in and like do like A remaster of or a remake of those old games and then go from there,
2: yeah. Maybe Toys for Bob actually makes the most sense. Uh, so so who knows? I think it, 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 it could a make idea. a lot of playful, sense,
1: could, playful could do it,
2: yeah. But no, Bayleaf says that Double Fine already said they don't want to touch it. That makes sense, yeah. Double
1: Fine said that, yes. Double Fine that's says the they people. don't want to touch anything that's kind of not their own ideas.
2: It seems like nostalgia for Banjo Kazooie, which is usually pretty high, is even higher than ever. Well, I know it was, wasn't it mentioned on the Tonight Show the other day when uh, uh what's his face was on there talking about The Last of Us. I don't yes, know Nick Offerman
1: I said that uh, yeah. he I, I I didn't read the story, but the the thing I got from it is like he was playing Banjo kazoo and he like was so obsessed with it, he was afraid it was going to take over his life, so he had to put it down or something like that.
2: Well, that's good. Uh, so I remember I was excited people more Banjo Kazooie. Just showed up in Smash. That was maybe the best reveal trailer they did for yeah. Smash Ultimate. So. Uh, Yep. And the Hopefully. banjo turned to
1: the screen and was like, Killer Instinct is less important to than most fighting games. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yeah, well, well, exactly. Yep. And then I believed them yeah. foolishly. <laughs> I didn't even say that! I just say it. I didn't think the competitive nature was that important. I thought it was just, like, fun, <laughs> arcade and people... Kind of like how Mortal Kombat used to be, and then actually the newer Mortal Kombats actually have, like, relatively serious... I guess these days, every popular fighting game has a competitive side. Yes. I should have known better. All right, that's it with the Super chats so far. If you guys said more, and we will read them before the end of the show, I 100% promise and would never lie. Would never fail you. No. Nope. Mount Rushmore
1: of Horror Games. Here we are. It's come It's come it. to here. It's come to now. We must decide four games that would go up on a mountain to represent all of Horror Gamedom. I um, I have some good ideas of what's going to make this list. Not sure uh, about the f- number four, but I want to see where we're going to go with it. So, where do you want to start, Mike?
2: Yeah, this is going to be interesting because I, this wasn't res- really my thing, but I've actually been getting into it more lately, which is kind of fun. There's also so many games that are like kind of horror, right? It's kind of a wordy, like what is actually a horror game? What just has horror elements into sure. it, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's going to be interesting. Um, I guess the first thing is we should probably you probably want a Resident Evil in there, and it should probably just be Resident Evil One. I think that's the major thing.
1: Yeah, you just played it recently, so I might defer to you on this. But I, I, I was thinking maybe Resident Evil Two instead.
2: Like the original or the remake?
1: Uh, the the original, but I mean, maybe we could do the remake. I, I don't know. Um,
2: I don't know. I just think the the like the first Resident Evil game. Maybe you can argue it's not the best. I'm sure you can, but it is still very 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 good and also super important right like that is i mean it literally says the word survival horror when you like are playing at a certain point they coined that phrase uh it obviously inspired so many other things let alone the rest of that franchise i think you just go with the first resident evil in this case i'll i'll
1: leave it resident evil uh any other resident evils gonna get on this list are we gonna kind of just stick to one
2: I don't, it seems a little ridiculous to do more than one. If you did another one, it would be four. It would be four, right? yes.
1: Um, yes, it would be four. Like, even with, uh, like, Seven and Village uh, being kind of these big, massive moments for horror games recently, it would still be four. Uh, I, I think four might not get up here um, in Resident Evil, because Resident Evil is still, like you said, the original, defining the genre, very important, still very good. Um, Resident Evil 4, also a bit more actiony, and maybe that's enough to just be like, yeah, let's give it to Resident Evil for kind of defining it uh first and and letting resident evil be given the resident evil the, or 4 the opportunity to go off the rails a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. My, my I guess my question is do you is there anything pre resident evil one you would consider?
1: Well, I mean, it's, Alone in the Dark maybe, but it, I mean, Alone in the Dark feels like a um, you know.
2: It's like it's like uh, it, it's even worse uh thinking about Pitfall compared to Super Mario Bros. Yes, exactly. We talk about like yeah, 2D platformers. I mean, you know, it's important and obviously inspired Resident Evil, but it just seems like okay, yeah. Obviously, there's a lineage there, right? But how many people are going back to playing the original Alone in the Dark for anything but a curiosity?
1: Um, okay. Well, then, I mean, the other one that comes to mind immediately is Silent Hill. Um,
2: yeah, and that's one where you probably actually do do Silent Hill two.
1: I think clearly we do Silent Hill two there. Yes.
2: Yeah, which uh, you know I played, and it is very good. It's 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 much more psychological than a Resident Evil is, and it embraces that in a really interesting way. It just has all this really good like, icon- iconography. Is that the word? Yeah. I, I uh,
1: nope, it's not. But uh, no, iconography.
2: I, yes, there we go. Thank you. Okay. It's the right word. Right letters. Say, say, wrong say. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it's getting this big remake because, of course, that's the one you would remake, right? They are just straight up skipping the first one, going straight to, <laughs> to Silent Hill Two. They understand. So, yeah, Silent Hill Two. That's another pretty easy lock there. So, I know you said you thought there was three that were kind of easy locks for you. I'm, I'm curious what you think.
1: Well, there. I mean, I it was like kind of thinking like well, re, there's so many Rising Evils and Silent Hill that by the time we get, the, a lot of the, that would be like the first three and then we'll get to four. But um, let me think here. What would be next? I mean, I, those are clearly the first two.
2: I think those two are very easy and then three and four is a bit more yeah, of a it might, fight.
1: it might actually be three and four. That uh, might be a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Now, um, yeah, go ahead.
2: I you know, we we played um Alan Wake for the first time recently. I actually really liked Alan Wake a lot more than I was even expecting. Uh and it, it, you know, it, it is a horror game for sure. Like it's, it was actually spookier than I thought it was going to be. It has jump scares and all that stuff. But it, it does it in that kind of fun um uh what's that show that people like uh and had Walk with Fire or something movie, you know.
1: Uh oh, I'm sorry. Say say it again. Um Fire What's Walker the name? show?
2: It's, yeah, what's that movie that uh, show though? Twin Peaks? Yeah, it has all the Twin feeks vibes. That's exactly what I'm going for. It does that in a fun way. Uh, I actually like the whole like I, I, people like drag on the combat. I even liked the combat in it. So I just had a good time. See, I, like like M- Maximiliano M- M- says, it's horror adjacent. I feel like that's just straight up horror. but least guess, that's like, the it's Steven, it's Steven
1: King horror, right? So that's it's that,
2: King horror. I yeah. think it's not
1: necessarily what we think of as video game horror, but it's it's clearly within the wider horror genre. Um, and and I don't think you would. I mean, maybe you could say thriller. I don't know. I would just say spooky horror.
2: It's spooky, but like definitely like you know, it's not spooky in that fun Luigi's Mansion kind of way. It is like uh, right spooky in a way that The Shining is. And if you if you ask people what genre is The Shining, they're gonna say horror, right? Yes, definitely. Yes, it's definitely it's definitely a horror game. Good that you have Bubsy 3D on there, by the way. I
1: mean, the scariest game I could think of.
2: You're funny. You're yeah. a funny guy. Yeah. So. I was actually thinking about this, and it's going to be a funny one to talk about, because uh, uh, Five Nights at, th- at at Freddy is a big deal, Ooh, very modern, one. and like, it is just horror. Here's the thing, Jeff. I mean, have you ever played a second of a Five Nights at, at Freddy? Uh, I have, game? actually, yes. Uh, I've never touched a second.
1: I get it. I mean, I'll say, I get it. Um... It is uh, the, the concept of a Chuck E. Cheese or Major Magic's kind of coming to life, or having the animatronics come to life for the lone security guard at night. Uh, it's a um, very easy thing for kids to sort of understand. And, and uh, it's one that I think is maybe a little bit timeless. So when, when older gamers come to it, um, it, it's recognizable. But the games are so basic and weird and maybe that's part of the charm uh, but it, it never I, I never fully got it like actually playing it I got the concept or like got the setup I don't know if I got the execution uh, so I, I would have a hard time uh, putting it up there just based on that
2: but it is important kids, kids it's weird how kids it's a kids thing and kids love it like my six-year-old uh, my nieces when they were like six were really into it we were like drawing pictures of these people and it's weird because it's still supposed to be scary but they're just like yeah no this is great I was like okay Yep, glad you like it but, I mean, maybe there is just a – maybe we're just too old for it, Jeff, but it's hard for us to really think about seriously. A lot of people are saying Dead Space. My yeah. problem with Dead Space yeah, is that it, it is – it's very, very good, but it is basically just, you know, like Resident Evil 4 in space, which is great. I think that's a good idea. And, you know, it's done very, very well. Um, it's just like Mount Rushmore, you know, it, there's got to be kind of an importance there. Like, I mean, it's I think important. Dead Space is
1: like right there on the border, though, because, I mean, at least compare – I mean, okay – don't compare it to Resident Evil and and Silent Hill 2. I mean, compare it to the other things that are would be coming up from for 3 and 4. Um I think it's pretty yeah. pretty important on that yeah. side of things.
2: Yeah, I guess like from that era though, like Alan Wake still seems like more like different, interesting, maybe important sure. like a lot of people were kind of, you know, Alan Wake is like almost even doing the episodic thing without even really being an episodic game and that was interesting. Uh so P- uh, look, people are saying PT. I mean, man, I never ooh. played PT because I was a coward. Is PT ooh. really that good? Because I'm, I'm always a little surprised if people yes. can't stop talking about PT. It's, but it's also, it's also not really a, a game. I don't think.
1: Right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I, I was gonna say Benjamin Franklin's not really a president, but he's also not on Mount Rushmore, Mike. Exactly. He's also not on
2: Mount Rushmore, Jeff. <laughs> yes. Good job.
1: Um, he's on the muddy though. Uh it doesn't matter I, I i don't know i think pt actually might belong on here it's um because it, i i think we're talking about importance i don't think there's a more important horror or anything in the last uh ten, you know 10 years or so uh I'm, has it been 10 years it's probably been longer than that since pt now i've lost all track of time um but yeah I, I, it's it's the most influential uh horror experience that you could have uh throughout that time and every horror game including resident evil was like well we got to be kind of like this now
2: do you want to write? You want to write down some of these ones we're suggesting? You want yes. to do your job, Jeff?
1: Well, I don't want to,
2: but I will. I we got we, we got a bunch of other ones we're gonna say you're gonna lose. I just, track, I'm, I'm afraid
1: no. if I start writing some down, it's like, well, that's gonna be the list because it's it, not because there's, gonna...
2: there's other things here. Don't worry because okay. I I'm still not I don't you know I know I've played it I still feel weird about a glorified demo being on the list. Uh, I don't. Uh, well, nothing makes you feel weird. Mr. Hardar, uh, <laughs> so okay, so this so instead of dead space, we wanted a sci-fi one in there. People were saying this, and it's older, but uh, uh, S- 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 System Shock Two. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, although it seems like what was actually important about that was the fact that it was blending RPG stuff with first-person shooters, not necessarily its horror elements.
1: I think that's also right. I'm sure that there will be fans of System Shock Two who will be happy to. Uh, go through all the tenement or the tenets of its uh, horror elements and why they're very important. But uh, yeah, what I remember people pointing to in that game is the RPG stuff. Um, I don't know on that front. Yeah. Like there's stuff like Stalker and uh, stuff, stuff like um, Alien: Isolation and Dying Light. You, yeah, you know, some people were saying Alien: Isolation, which uh, I, a little it's bit not. Ahead of that, was very good. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, exactly, and I think it's a really. Uh, it's a good concept. I think it, uh, maybe maybe this isn't enough to punish it anymore, especially on a Mount Rushmore. Like, it was just much too long, so I fell off of it after a certain amount of time. Um, alien Isolation, maybe. I don't know. I just say it feels like it's not quite as important as some of these other ones.
2: Okay, a lot of people are saying Amnesia. Uh, Jeff, I've never played Amnesia.
1: I've never played Amnesia either. Uh, so that might, this might be like a blind spot for us, but people really... I know people really appreciate Amnesia, but I, I would say that Amnesia was inspired by PT. And so, um, maybe, you know, again, I haven't played Amnesia, so maybe my my lineage there is a little bit off, but that's what it always felt I, I like. I don't
2: have, same with Justice, I don't recall Amnesia. That's funny. Okay, amnesia, it predates PT. Okay, okay,
1: okay, so yes, I oh, did have my lineage we'll, uh, fuck messed up. Yeah, guess.
2: Yeah, piece of shit. Um, maybe if enough people say it also in uh, our, our Discord, maybe we'll just have to trust them on it. Okay, yeah, a let's. Lot of people uh, chat.
1: Let's uh, check in on the Discord. Uh, actually, give me a second while I make sure that that is uh, good to go. Let me come back here.
2: But while you're doing that, do you, some people said Bioshock. Do you consider Bioshock horror? It definitely has horror elements. It's uh, definitely uh, a big part of it. Yeah, it but, but I, I,
1: I think it's in that same spot as like, you know, a Dying Light or, or System Shock 2. I think those are kind of all in the same zone. Not quite right for this Mount Rushmore.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think so
1: Amnesia is definitely ahead. more, uh, should be up there before those is what I, is what I think. <laughs>
2: Yeah, some people are saying it's total darkness. I, as someone just replayed Total Darkness, I I still really liked it, but it is eh, nah, it's not it's not my response. It's not important enough. It's fun and really it did some really interesting things at the time, but uh, it, it, I don't know. It's not like it became. It's not like it influenced a lot of things necessarily, which is part of why it's still kind of fun to go back to. It's because it still feels kind of weird. Well, giving away spoilers there. Don't worry. Yeah. Well.
1: It. Yeah. Well uh all right chaos buckaroos is eternal darkness which is one i was going to mention only to immediately knock it down uh, it's sanity effects were were such a unique way of messing with the player yeah it's definitely um in that you know may loot may oh i can't say the word uh milieu,
2: but it's not um i he don't doesn't know. even have any r's you should be go with that word
1: <laughs> great wonderful
2: uh that's your thing now yeah it's totally Forget my Bubsy. thing I, I
1: know bubsy's all over
2: i, I don't know i uh,
1: eternal darkness isn't scary enough Is kind of what i think
2: yeah it can be a little scary. I mean, look, the problem is that it is basically the fa- sanity effects that Ooh, we all actually are really yeah. the rest of the game. I still liked it, but like the sanity effects are like the thing that's really cool in Port six out and the rest of it is just a, a decent Resident Evil clone. Uh, I like
1: this one until dawn until dawn's like a really because uh, it's such a um i I know it's mostly all coming from that one company, but it's such a big part of modern horror, like having. Uh, performance capture and having choices and having uh, you know familiar faces as actors in, in, in those roles and um, being able to play online and have everyone like take turns making decisions. I don't know. There's that's uh, I, I like that. I like that poll. Um, okay, Screaming Madden. I'll tell you who's the George Washington haunted house for Atari Twenty Six Hundred. How could you not include the first survival horror game, which got a reimagining in Atari Fifty on this Mount Rushmore? Uh, but also the Thomas Jefferson is alone in the dark. Abraham Lincoln is Resident Evil and Teddy Roosevelt is Silent Hill too. So
2: yeah, so well, we he's like if we were going even older, uh man, I would give I would give love for Splatterhouse before some of these other really old ones, but yeah, for man, sure I don't that's more of just like a horror themed beat 'em up than actually a horror game. It's not like it's actually scary to play Splatterhouse. Yeah,
1: Haas mentions uh limbo, incredibly creepy, particularly that moment for arachnophobes, oppressive and incredibly dangerous. Not exact I mean, I don't know, at least it's not what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of horror games. Um uh,
2: right, again, it's kind of it's spooky themed in a way, and it's got kind of scary moments, but
1: hmm. um, I you know we did say horror, we didn't say necessarily survival horror, so we I, didn't. That's yeah. true. So like people should be open to interpret that how they need to. Uh oh no, Layas Silent Hill is the obvious choice for me, but I also throw in Amnesia: The Dark Descent, which I'm pretty sure is the first game that I refuse to play without all the lights on and eternal darkness. Ooh, and until dawn, man, horror games are good. Yeah, kind of good.
2: I'm learning that. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of deprived myself here.
1: Uh, Dan likes everything: Resident Evil, Dead Space, Limbo, and Last of Us. Uh, Resident Evil essentially established and popularized the survival horror genre. Dead Space set the bar for space horror. Limbo is one of those iconic indie games that showed us a completely different way to to make a horror game. And the Last of Us, as much as you guys may bristle at it, deserves all the hyperbole we make it we can throw at it.
2: I don't know if the first genre I would use to describe Last of Us is is horror. Right? It's almost just. Yeah. Like post-apocalypse is its own thing. Like you wouldn't call Fallout
1: like Is horror. days gone a horror game because there's zombies in it.
2: Yeah, it's weird, right? Because like zombie is almost just its own genre. Now, granted, with Resident Evil, it does have zombies, but it's much more actual horror than just zombies as right. genre. There, right? Yeah. like it could they could be anything. It doesn't really matter that there's zombies.
1: Um, let's see. Uh, a, a Beef Hammer is a huge horror fan. Horror fan, I'm telling you not to overlook Amnesia: The it's Dark Descent. lot of amnesia yeah i think what we'll do here real quick is let's go just put amnesia yeah
2: i think we might i think we we're gonna have to maybe trust everybody about amnesia because i've seen so much of that now yes i Uh, think that's
1: probably exactly right i'm
2: just gonna i'm gonna trust people yes you know uh so in here on time just said this in a super chat and i was gonna ask about it too what about the the fear games that's what those things were so popular for a bit and they are interesting as like 1st person shooter horror games yeah and they're sequels and they're yeah, they're popular you don't you don't hear much about them anymore
1: yeah i uh i've definitely played some fear games uh and i uh, like yeah they were um i always heard like they do some cool stuff with with the shooting and uh the way you interact with the world through shooting but i never it never clicked for me enough to figure out what that was so when i hear people talk in, in such glowing terms about fear i i'm, I'm, I'm kind of feel left out because i don't fully get
2: it so, okay, because I see some people bring it up. I think even Frank Harris said, as a GameCube kid, I can't help but suggest Luigi's Mansion. Uh, do we want to count Luigi's Mansion? Because if we do want to count it, then, yeah, like, maybe Luigi's Mansion 3 is on there. But that is, it's, again, that spooky, it's spooky horror, kind of. Mm. Like, that's almost a whole other, it could almost be another Mount Rushmore. I don't yeah. know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's probably another Mount Rushmore. That and, you know, grab by Ghoulies go up there, right? Um... Uh, no, I'm just joking about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's another Mount round Rushmore. I don't think Luigi's Mansion is actually the right fit here, uh, especially when we have so many things vying for for what is now just one more slot. Uh, if we have Resident Evil, Silent Hill Two, and Amnesia: The Dark Descent, sort of locked in.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. I think those three are pretty good. I agree uh, it, that Grift,
1: it, it, with Grift Ghost or um, uh, PUBG is survival horror. That's, one, that's the scariest game I've ever played. Okay,
2: survival. But, <laughs> I mean, and I was sure. scared. Yeah. So I don't think either of us are really on board with Dead Space as good as it is. It's just it's so it's it's kind of it's it's following it's following following trends in a great way. And it was very it's very good. If it was just a quality list, then yeah, Dead Space would be on there. Yeah, I think
1: there's another game I'm putting up there first. So, uh,
2: yeah, I I feel like me and you are fighting for the fourth one being Alan Wake or P.T. I think it's P.T. I I think it's Alan Wake. I really think it's P.T. Well, how about for fun? Let's just let's put the two of them up in a poll. Well, okay. I'm curious. Sure. Let's see what And the then, uh, chat thinks.
1: while that poll is running, we'll go back. We'll read some more uh, podcast producers. See if either one gets mentioned more as well. Um, let's see here. OK, so I'm going to run a poll. There we go. I mean,
2: I, I saw some people in chat ahead. saying, oh, I'm like a thrower, not horror." Man, I don't get that. That's a pretty like it's literally just like, I don't know. It's literally like jump scares and ghosts and uh like supernatural i don't know how that's thriller any more than like uh the shining is but hey i'll defer to chat on this i'm clearly not exactly the expert on it
1: um let's see uh cranges mcbasketball says resident evil 4 uh octo my only contribution to this is diablo 1 i'm not a horror guy in general but that game freaked me the fuck out the atmosphere was so thick and that i
2: mean uh, i love diablo it's um Gosh, that's that's like raw because again, it's like what when you ask me what I think about the album, Like that's an action RPG. It's set in like a spooky thing, <laughs> but I've, you know it's not really. A, I just don't consider that a horror. G- it, it is a horror game. That's not its main vibe. It's not its main gig. Just like with, with someone just says Left for Dead Count, same thing. Obviously, there's zombies and monsters and stuff, and it's like tense and whatnot. But I don't really think of that as a horror game. Because yeah. someone just said Bloodborne, same, there's a lot of things that. Horror is a major element of it, but it's not like the the main thing as it is in some of these things or like games. We're not even considering like the evil within and some of these other stuff,
1: uh, both crunch, big basketball and uh, Re- Matt rare monkey back to back mentioned amnesia, of the dark descent alongside other favorites like resident evil, and Silent Hill, uh, and Dead Space 2. Uh, Super Harmon, uh, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7, Dan Park. I'm not really well-versed in horror games, so what's the ball sack of horror games? It's a very important question. Um,
2: so, uh, I would say, it looks like I was always not winning the poll, and that's fine. I'm just shocked by having people in chat, like, that's not even a horror game. Like, you, you literally are walking around scared the whole time with a flashlight like while I mean, things I, are I think, scaring I, Again,
1: you. I think it's people don't think of it as what we traditionally think of as video game horror. But yes, I mean, but it, it, if you were if you just zoom out a little bit and you think about what is like a, a horror novel, boy, is it it's that it's exactly what Alan Wake is. So like, I'm not arguing with you on on that point. I just.
2: Um, right. I, I guess I completely. Clear, OK, without being less. I am surprised how many people are like, oh, that doesn't even deserve uh, contemplation. says, yeah. I thought you were the only one who scared. Whereas a lot of people aren't actually scared by horror games. Right. But I mean, there were literally just where We were walking around and then like the evil lady blinks on the screen for a second. It's not like they're doing that for funsies. It somebody said I thought it was campy. I don't think it was it was campy. Uh, how is it scary? It's a horror game. You're you're oftentimes you're literally just in the dark with flashlight and monsters come out. I'm not saying it's terrifying, but come on. I,
1: I'll I mean I'll say that PT's definitely even more influential than Alan Wake, though. And um sure. I think I think the big thing against PT, right, is it's it, it's a it's a it's a um playable teaser. It is a demo. Uh, But I really just, I played it and I felt like I got a full game experience out of it and really enjoyed it. Um, It's one of my most memorable gaming experiences and it was truly horrifying and I don't know, just, it's, it's, it's it's gonna. Yeah. I think it has to be up there.
2: I think you're right. I'm getting I'm getting a little getting a little caught up here now. People are saying it's campy, Jeff. Did they change the definition of the word campy on me?
1: Yes, I think they, I think people really struggle with campy. I I struggle with
2: what campy means, but
1: I know it's not Alan is, Wake. Is
2: campy the new cringe? Like, <laughs> yes. I, I, we don't even know what that means anymore. Yes, basically. Campy, campy is Batman and Robin. I don't mm. get a lot of Batman and Robin vibes from Alan Wake can't be in, like, tents and s'mores. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first Resident Evil was, is, well, first Resident Evil was kind of can't be in retrospect just because of the back production acting, I don't know if yeah. how much it was trying to be. Twin Peaks can't be, uh, it's a tiny, I maybe mean, it's a tiny bit. I mean, there's a comedic relief character, but I think a lot of horror things have a comedic relief character. Uh, sure. All right, we can go with this, Jeff.
1: The uh, Mount Rushmore of horror games, Resident Evil, Silent Hill 2, P.T. and Amnesia. The Dark Descent. Uh, are you going to try MDS or The Dark Descent? Maybe we should.
2: Maybe uh, next. A very, it it seems that like a there. very
1: stressful game to me uh, oh, whenever ooh, I look fun. at it. So, uh, But maybe, yeah, maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah. You
2: know. People say it's a good list, at least. They were yelling at us coming up with it, but we got there. We got there. Yeah, we we get, did I
1: mean, that's the whole idea. You get to yell at us, and then we get there. You know, yeah. Sometimes you still yell at us, but um, I think, yeah. I think we're feeling pretty good I about something
2: didn't, Some people were yelling about Clock Tower. I just don't know. Much about Clock Tower. I'm sorry.
1: I got it right here on this computer. Uh, I don't know much about it I'll either.
2: Try it sometime. Like just things like that. Like Parasite, even whatnot. I just, I just don't know too much about. Maybe someday. Okay. Uh, so what I want to do oh, now great. is, Okay. Oh, Sean's going to come into the Discord to yell at me. Oh, again. go ahead, it's please. Yeah. About what? About what? Like I did it because I didn't know. That, uh, what, what that fighting game, what's it called? It has a tournament scene. Cool.
1: Killer. I think he's over killer instinct. You're overkiller instinct, right?
2: What's he mad about now that I think that the uh, Alan Wake is a horror game.
1: I don't know. Uh, you know what? You, you keep fighting with chat. I'm going to move on to the fantasy critic monthly recap. So, uh, earlier in the year, uh, we, we did our draft for fantasy critic. Uh, we can kind of give you uh, some updates on, on our picks and stuff, but, uh, What's happened here is Bob, who is uh, one of our commissioners, has provided a little recap to let you guys know oh, what's fun. what's going on, like who's been uh, like drafting what and things like that, or who's been getting what in free agency. Uh, he says we've hit the end of January and the 2023 Fantasy Critic leagues are in full swing. At the end of each month, Bob will be giving the key highlights and fun stats of the month. So, without further ado, here is January's recap. In the Game Mess Critics League, we had 14 teams make 35 successful bids totaling $277 in the first month. That costs about 15% of the entire league's cumulative budget. Microsoft We Are For Sale Studio, uh, managed by Bob, is the only publisher to spend over half their entire budget out of the gate. The highest bid belongs to Waifus R Us, managed by Ben7. For the game Steam World Build coming and uh, coming in at twenty three dollars, the lowest bid belonged to the Legend of Heroes Trails in the War for Waifus managed by Bench JC, and for the game Avowed coming in at zero dollars. <laughs> so I didn't know you could bid zero dollars. Um, Open AI Masters managed by Sh- Sewerlink uh, had the most bids fail this month with four. Uh, with four editors, no, I want to give this distinction a title like I did below with the Miss of the Month. Uh, all right. Uh, decrepit Games managed by Collins, started off with a strong 12 points for Fire Emblem and Gage. Unfortunately, he also had Forspoken, which set him back one point. That's got to really? be miserable.
2: What? Well, that's, that's
1: his own fault. What was he thinking? That's fair. Uh, Maybe he's thinking that Jeff Grubb knew what he was talking about with his guest for the Metacritic score. Um, That should have listened to me. Yeah. Overall, Zoa Energy Gaming, managed by Vision49, took a commanding lead with Dead Space Remake, Remake getting 20 points. Uh, And for those wondering about our messy boy himself, Jeff Jeff is staying quiet for now. That's right. Mostly for getting to go during the period where you can actually make stuff happen. He made a few unsuccessful bids early, but seems to be content in playing the long game. That is correct. Or forgot after one week week one. That's also correct. Either opinion is probably valid. Uh, In the last of the critic dogs league, we had 14 teams make a uh, make 38 successful bids, totaling $312. That's 17% of their total budget. Uh, Let's see. Uh, he found it super interesting that each league ended up having very similar numbers even though they act, uh, they act completely independent from each other. Yet we have like no interaction between these two leagues because th- it doesn't work that way. You can only have 14 teams per league. Uh, there are three publishers in this league that have already blown through half or more of their budget. Notably, Mike Minotti spent 80 of his $100 budget on two games in week one. Pause for laughter.
2: I didn't know how it worked. I also don't really care. It's fair. Oh yeah, that's the way to do it.
1: I i did it as a joke because I don't even care. Uh, but- I
2: mean, what? You guys always yell at me. This look—I don't associate this thing with good times. I'm always just <laughs> yelled at it and made
1: fun of. Uh, like a dragon, Heavy Industries, managed by Matt Monkey, is the only publisher in either league to have their entire roster full by the end of the first month. As alluded to earlier, the highest bid belonged to Mike as he spent fifty dollars bidding on Hellblade Two for the uh, in the that first week. It's not even going to come out this year. Uh, he also owns the third highest bid at thirty dollars for Oxenfree Two. He now has twenty dollars to stretch between three more games and a counter pick. Godspeed, Mike. I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna do it, everybody. I just no, don't know, I don't know if this shit works. Uh, not only do three separate publishers share their lowest bid at one dollar, all three of them have done it twice, so there's some financial savvy in this league. <laughs> uh, the miss of the month, unfortunately, goes to In Bed with Bethesda, managed by Dugan, who counterpicked Dead Space Remake. I remember
2: that when he is did that a brutal -20 hit to his total. That's rough. That's going to be a I big when he it, we're like, "Wait, why? Why?" And he's I don't I forget what I remember he said something. He said like, "I don't, I have a feeling." I forget what it was. But we were like, "What?"
1: That feeling was the exact opposite. Uh finally Crystal Dynamics, that's Crystal with a K, of course, uh managed by TurboSean had Dead Space remake on the right side of his roster. Putting and. him at twenty points as well. This ties him for the best overall point total in both leagues with Vision Forty Nine. Uh, Sean did win last auto-draft. year, right? Uh, what's
2: that? Uh, Sean won last year. It Sounds was auto drafted. Sure it's a counterpint out to me.
1: That's messed yeah. up. Uh, that's it for January. Lots of exciting activities so far, and I can't wait to see what February has in store. Until next month, Bop out. Thank you, Bop. We will keep checking in. I um I will make some moves. I'm going to make some moves here pretty soon. Uh, we'll take a look. Uh, what's available i just got to wait for
2: everyone else to blow their budget, so that when I bet on weird things in the second half of the year, they'll be right. Cheap. You
1: still have E three coming, like you can. Uh, yeah, do, I assume you'll well, You be have fine. twenty dollars. so You're know I mean, I You're,
2: mean, my bigger concern, are, honestly, like my whole my whole strategy just depends on if Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth actually comes out this year or not. Anyways, like that's all it's really coming down to for me.
1: Yep, bids for this weekend are live. That's right. Okay, I'll uh I'll get in there tonight. And make some moves. Um. All right, we were also going to do the. Let's bring it up here. Uh, Yeah, let's take a break because I'm going to take the dog out and get it. Sounds good. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. Stick with us.
3: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mike, we
1: are oh. going to add some more games to the Game Mess the Hall of Fame. Uh, we decided to go ahead and do PlayStation 3 games this time, this go around. And the way this works is each week, or at this point, about every other week, me and Mike are going to recommend games uh, up to four for the Game Mess Decides Hall of Fame. And then we're going to have our Patreon members, our supporters, people who support us on Twitch, come in and vote. And that's part of that process. If you go in there, you'll be able to see it. I'll alert everybody when it's happening. Uh, we chose four games. Uncharted 2, Ratchet & Clank, A Crack in Time, Demon's Souls, and Journey. And of those four games, Ratchet & Clank, A Crack in Time, came in at fourth with three votes. I believe that's, I believe that's right here. i
2: missing out. That's a... Uh... If you, if you like Ratchet and Clay, you'll play that one. That might be the best one.
1: Uh then our uh number three finisher, which is, means not gonna be admitted into the Hall of Fame, was Journey, just barely missing oh. it out behind uh Demon's Souls, which had twenty-three percent of the vote, and then Uncharted Two with with forty-eight percent of the vote getting nominated or get, getting inducted alongside Demon's Souls.
2: That's good. I was actually a little worried. I feel like there's been such an anti-Uncharted uh, sentiment lately that I was worried Uncharted 2 wouldn't make it. But Seems like, uh, so it seems well.
1: like not. I mean, we, I was looking at that PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 3 list for a really long time, and boy, it's like, man, if you don't have Uncharted 2, what do you have on the system? Right. That's
2: rough. Yeah, uh, I, you know, yeah. I go, I, I, People are yelling at us for not including The Last of Us. Uh, and look, we each get to pick two games here. Obviously, the two, both of us have been throwing some Last of Us fatigue lately. We'll get it up for nominations sometime. To see yeah,
1: it'll get in there eventually. Yes, and it, it will probably be like in a different sort of thing. But yes, uh, okay. Obviously, Last of Us is like the big one for PlayStation Three.
2: Clearly, it is. Um, yeah, although it's also come out on each subsequent PlayStation, right. too, so it's <laughs> like I almost forget to associate with PlayStation Three. To be honest,
1: Demon Souls, Uncharted Two. There we go. So uh the game as the Hall of Fame now stands at Super Mario Brothers, Super Metroid, Street Fighter 2, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, F-Zero GX, Undertale, Shovel Knight, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Streets of Rage 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Demon's Souls, and Uncharted 2.
2: Someone said... Someone, I think someone's insinuating we forgot heavy rain. I want to be clear. No, we
1: didn't. Yeah, we did not forget heavy
2: rain. I thought about it. <laughs> I remember that that game. Existed. Jason, I was like uh, nah. Okay, Mike, what have Man, you been playing? You don't want to talk about these games at all? Oh yeah, are duty bound. You just want to move on. You don't want to say anything nice. I mean, I, 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 I don't have
1: much to say about them. You
2: can though. Go to town. What do you got to say? You Really don't. You don't have. Oh, so it's all about you. No, you know what? Yeah. They're all campy and not horror games. <laughs> well, I just want to say that. It, I still, I still think about that in Charter 2 train level and how much I enjoyed that That first. It's still cool, but especially back in like 2007 or 2008, let's say 2008, I think. That was just the, like the coolest thing in the world. God, that ruled. I love a church. I want to play it again so bad, honestly. I'm kind of still hoping that the Nathan Drake Collection just comes to Steam and I'll be able to like stream some like hard mode runs or whatever, uh, you know, that'd be a, a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that, and then Demon's Souls is obviously just this progenitor, right? It's this big mm-hmm. deal. It had this really cool remake, but it is just interesting seeing how it started as this, like, surprise hit. And then, be like, that evolution to Elden Ring being the biggest thing uh, in the world is incredible. So, yeah, good good stuff there. We thought about some other ones. Like, God of War 3 is is good. God of War, I don't think it's... I, I don't think it's my like in my top three. I like God of War three a
1: lot, and maybe uh, maybe what i have put up there. I also just like part of the um the thinking when we're doing this is oh you know can it win the thing? And I guess maybe now looking at this, maybe it could have, but I don't know.
2: Um, I don't think I think I tried to, and uh, I was a surprised. Journey, because Journey was really awesome. There, there was kind of a like you had to be there thing with Journey, I suppose uh yeah I, maybe. I, I, can you really play journey today and still get matched up with some random? i don't know kind of it's, it's awesome probably experience? just is,
1: is, is there ai that just does that now i don't know or, or did it from the start i'm not sure i mean that
2: was really cool the problem is it was this really cool thing you do once and then that's it no that's not like awful there's a lot of value in those experiences also but yeah it, it was a a really good time but crack uh, time is a really good ratchet and clank it has the best like Clank stuff in terms of like the weird little extra game mode they invent for him with the sort of time puzzles that you do; those were really cool. So uh, yeah, for, so, for, there are for, some good PlayStation Three games. Yep,
1: yeah, clearly. Uh, for for um, Demon Souls, it's like man, at the time, if I if I could have told you know those Bitmob editors that were obsessed obsessed with that game and like we're just like this is the most important game ever, I would have told them like you are very very right. You uh, maybe You're you maybe you don't know how right you are even. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then to get a chance, like, I I mostly played this game uh, with the remake recently, but still, it's it's clearly the progenitor. It's so important for the genre, uh, so important for establishing what they were going to do going forward. Uh, And it turns out it's also itself just a very good game, uh, you know, immediately, so... Cool stuff. He's
2: stealing my fancy word progenitor. How dare you? Of course, still myopic. Yeah, my yes, exactly. I hear it, and I gotta say it.
1: Monkey see, monkey do. That's that's what Jeffy does. Uh, all right. Uh, are you happy now, Mike? Is that satisfactory?
2: Yes. Thank you, Jeff, for doing your job. Also, some people are saying that they have been. You still kind of get matched up with people in journeys. So that's good. That's
1: really cool. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. That's fantastic.
2: I kind of, they kind of that, let's do you kind of peak. Was there last thing still that sky children of? Is that it's is like, that even
1: that studio or is that just uh, the guy? That,
2: that's I think that's the studio. It's that at game least company? the guy. I think it might even be the studio. Children of Light. Yeah. Um, so it's I don't know. It's like I was trying like oh that's kind of neat, but then I don't know something about. I don't say it's cynical, but I don't need like the the mobile MMO version of the stuff that they did.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um. Okay, Mike. What have you been
2: playing? What have I been playing? In uh, deed, Well, uh, we, I started Half-Life 1 for the Game Mess Game Club. That won the poll for this month. Which I was pretty happy about. Uh, I always am happy when it's a retro game. I tried to get a first-person shooter in there before and haven't succeeded yet. Shockingly, nobody else seemed to want to play Turok, too. But uh, we got <laughs> Half-Life 1 in there. So I'm pretty excited about that. And actually already started it up. It's funny because like Half-Life 1, I do love that game. I never actually beat it because it's been a while since I played it. And back as a kid, I would eventually uh, get scared or maybe just even get uh, frustrated or something. As a kid, I thought Half-Life was a horror game uh, because headcrabs kept jumping at me in the vents and I would freak out. So, uh, but man, I don't know. I still love this. I know, like we said, you could play Black Mesa and maybe I'll try that out. I have honestly very little interest in Black Mesa. Big part of the appeal of Half-Life is how good it looks as a game from that era. I love its blockiness. It's doing so many things for the first time that it's interesting to see how those things looked the first time that they did it. Just being so much more of a cinematic-style first-person shooter, that having that really long, slow intro on the tram, even just that training area. Also, the best computer voice in video games. When When I heard that computer voice again, it's the same one that they would play in Team Fortress Classic, which I used to play a lot of. Like the the endorphin rush was insane. Even just that the way that menu looks. I mean, like like Half Life One and the, its mods, like Team Fortress Classic and Counter Strike, were such a major part of my gaming like routine for so long. To just not play any of that for so long and then come back to it—that is a intense feeling.
1: Yeah, I um, I'll try to play some of this. I like Half Life a whole bunch. It's been a long time since I played it. I've also never beaten it. Um, so yeah, that would be, that would be exciting to maybe go back and actually try that. I don't know if I have time for so many to, games coming out right now.
2: Like there's like the last section of the game takes place on an alien planet and everybody seems to not like it at that section as much. So that's going to be another reason why I never beat it. Well, it's like, well, if, if nobody likes the ending, maybe I just won't beat it, but we'll go through it. We'll see what's like. Apparently that is something Black Mesa does better is handle that uh, ending area. I also want to play its two uh, expansions, uh, opposing force and blue shift. Maybe too let's see what those are all about. Yeah, I remember like
1: th- those things happening and uh, they were like, just every, well, at least in my circle, everyone was talking about them. Blue Shift and more stuff from Half-Life. Yeah. It's so important. I'm like, OK, let's cool. make it out. All right, cool, I everybody. I never Gearbox, played Blue Shift. I think,
2: actually made both of those. So. That sounds right. Yeah. Now, you know what? Maybe we could kind of do, Jeff, because when they made the PlayStation 2 uh, port of Half-Life, it had a new campaign where you, it was like a co-op thing. Right. I think it was only ever on there. I don't, I don't think it's ever been released officially. On like Steam or something, but I'm sure there are ways to play that. That would be cool. Something.
1: That'd be fun. Try. like, I like I, I'm always like,
2: what is that? Like that just sounds uh pretty neat.
1: It was Half Life on Dreamcast? How was that?
2: I think it was, I mean the problem is you don't have a dual you don't have dual sticks on Dreamcast. Now yeah, that, that, that I remember, was developed by Gearbox as well. Yeah, because uh, um, I I know I played Quake Three Arena on Dreamcast and it was fine. Uh, so whatever. There's also. Yeah, I think that's it. And then Half Life Two somehow was on the original Xbox, which is just incredible. But they they did they do that. Uh, half there was just a period of time where Half Life was like the most important game in the world, and it was in 1998 when there were a lot of most important games in the world. Yeah, when no, all ridiculous. of them. Yeah, yeah, what a ridiculous well, yeah. year. Anything um, else? But um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think now. I'm sure there has been because I keep playing all these uh, old games. But I, I guess I talked about. Oh, I didn't really talk about Einhander, which you watch me play a bit of. Love uh, Einhander. It's yeah. Well, I didn't really know you did or forgot, and I was just randomly playing it because you know I've been on this PlayStation One phase. and Everyone's like Jeff likes I I hand there, and part was like, does he? I, that doesn't sound right because I I never heard Jeff talk about shmups very much, and I know how he feels about Square Enix. <laughs> so uh, square Enix. it wasn't Square Enix. was just Square. Okay, that's so, true. It was yeah. just Square. So I guess I guess that's fine. Uh, but it is a really, really fun game. It's whole kind of gimmick of you pick up the weapons literally from enemies and like grab them with these arms. And it's like it's this 2.5 D shmup that's, you know, it's 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 actually like using 3D models and stuff. But it looks really good. It, you know, doing that kind of slight camera shifts are awesome. It is maybe the best looking PlayStation one game. And there are a few I like I think about when I talk about that this game looks awesome so much so that i think it would actually just look worse if you try to remake it with monograph yes yeah yeah Yeah. just just, leave it uh,
1: leave it as i i would i'm never really asking for anyone to try to remake einander if anything maybe a remaster but even then like be very careful with
2: that right like maybe fix like some stuff like pop in or whatever but like that playstation one aesthetic i kind of feel the same like with Ridge, ridge racer 4 right like maybe get it running at 60 frames per second i guess but i don't like the you know the pop in, I guess, but I I love the PlayStation One look of that stuff.
1: Uh, um, for about the last two, three, four years, every one of these handhelds I get, the, one of the first games, and most of the time, the first game I test is Einhander. I just uh I, I, yeah play it all the time. Uh, but it's on Steam Deck. It's one of the one of the few PlayStation games I have installed on my Steam Deck. That and um, Ridge Racer Type R and or Type Four. Uh, er, and then um, uh, Masters of Terras Kazi. So usually, <laughs>
2: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, did you know there's a boss at Fount Base 14 named Einhander based off of, uh, of, of the game? It didn't. That rules. Even, that's even, that's fantastic. It is like a little bird thing, but it like clearly looks like the thing, and it like picks up a Gatling gun and shoots it at you. It does the whole thing. It's very, cun- uh,
1: very I like cool. That. What's Einhander yeah. mean? We got any German listeners? Is a is it German? Uh,
2: it's a one-hander. Oh, it's okay. like a kind of sure. sword. It's sure. a kind of sword. So like Zweihander. Hey, you, Peekaboo, saying that. Does that mean two-hander? Probably. So, yeah, there you, go. there you go. Zweihander, Einhander, we did it. I took German in college for two semesters, but only because there was a girl that I thought was cute who was taking it. Of course. It. But, of course. Yeah,
1: only you had the manscaped and tools to. Uh, if at that only event. I
2: had the ball deodorant then.
1: Yep. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, promo code mess.
2: Promo code mess. Save 20% and get free shipping worldwide. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? What have you been playing? Uh, a lot of Mike Tyson's punch out, honestly.
1: Um, and, and Hi-Fi Rush still. I'm, a, I'm on my way to finishing Hi-Fi Rush, I think. Where are you at with that? Did you finish it?
2: I I'm not as far as I am because I was like playing it on stream and I think I need to I'm just going to start playing it off stream now when I finish it because I just finished the area with the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure guy. So I should be further.
1: OK, yes, I'm uh, I think I'm in the next area. I'm about to uh, get done with Corsica, I think. Uh, very excited to do that because I think uh, some more abilities happen pretty soon um so yeah it's it, that game's still really good but yeah it's very it's, good it's been Mike Tyson's punch out and uh I'm speed running it I'm speed running Mike Tyson's punch out I have two world records now I'm tied with like
2: wait you really if that's happened you're are you on the board
1: well I'm not on the board for the entire run but I have world oh, records so. for uh Glass Joe clearly clearly because that's a 42 second flat that's very so, easy to I- get
2: I imagine for that it's just a matter of because it's in game time, so it's just yes. If you do it optimally, you will do as good as anybody can.
1: Yes, actually, I think I have three, but Dan says the one doesn't count because he thinks my emulator's give me an advantage, which maybe. But he got it. He just got it too, and I think I did the fight perfectly. So it's um, von Kaiser. I uh, did. A, I I think I'm still I'm still beating Dan there. I'm I'm tied with the world record for that one as well. So I have the world record for von Kaiser, uh, where it's um, basically you just. Uh, as long as you are buffering the punches, which just means at the next possible frame where you can tell the, the, the game you're going to do this punch and you hold it down, it registers. it. So the next frame, it's 100% going to do that punch as soon as possible. And so as long as you are buffering all those punches for that fight and then when he gets up the second time and this was the key, this is what I'm doing different than Dan, uh, you hold up So you do the guard manipulation, but unlike other times when you're doing guard manipulation, he doesn't actually move his hands up. He just is like thinking you're going to go up. So if you were to punch, he would go up. You just got to like wait a beat, tap him in the stomach twice. If you get the lucky star, which means you get two stars, you immediately do a star buffer, hit him in the face. He goes down and then when he comes back up, you just do two dodges. And then that means so you could time the star perfectly to hit him in the face and knock him down again. And I think I got 37.96 seconds yeah. or whatever, which is the fastest you can get him on. And then Dom Flamenco, uh won. I got him at, uh, at something like uh, 37.97 or whatever. It was like 14.97. And Dan was like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. That's freaking me out. So
2: mm-hmm. uh, Interesting. Yeah, okay. it's happening. Because, well, you were doing analog pocket, which I guess would be pretty accurate. But not. you've been. Practicing on your retro arch,
1: right? Uh, yes, I've been practicing on an emulator, which is definitely not retro arch is not legal. I'm not trying to submit in any of these. Uh, I just
2: practicing because save states and all that, exactly. It's just easier it's to practice, get
1: exactly. Just getting juicy. Uh, and then, um, what is it? Uh, the analog pocket itself is not viable either. It's that uh, we're gonna, I might try to petition, but I'm also talking to somebody who's gonna sell me their mister at a pretty good no. price, so I'm gonna do that. And uh, I'll have a mister and I'll just use that and I'll show Dan that it's easy. I'll do that. He, he. <laughs> has since done Don Flamenco one at that uh, world record pace as well. So um, he's like, okay, I did a 14.97. So apparently there's like only a hundred people or whatever who submitted for that world record time. So I can go do that as well. Be tied for the world record with everyone else. That's
2: surprising. Yeah. I kind of want to get a mister.
1: I'm going to mess around with it so you can at least... uh,
2: It'll look at yeah, it, yeah, it because yeah. I still I kind of get what it is I still don't exactly get what it is so I think I just need to see it in person to really understand because like it's basically just very fancy I mean emulation I know isn't really the word but it's basically I mean, no it
1: is fiction. I mean people it, it's emulating hardware so the FPGA is just a big chip and you can shut off logic gates inside this chip in a certain way to then exactly behave the way these classic chips did and uh, behave just like these, these old consoles. And you could so you could do
2: it for uh, like the sound chip as well. And, and all these other things. So like, if I wanted to play Sega Saturn games on this, would it be perfect emulation? Well, he, so
1: Sega Saturn, I think is one that is um, too complicated. And the core, I don't, I don't think they could like, I think they're just getting a PlayStation core, like up and okay, going. So
2: it's working on it.
1: Yes. So and, and
2: Maybe someday.
1: Maybe someday, maybe with a next generation FPGA, like the FPGA is probably not big enough to do Saturn's messed up like double CPU stuff that's happening with that yeah, thing. Right, but, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, but but, but otherwise, possible. I mean, I, you know, it, when if when the FPGA works as it should and the cores are fully developed, it is ideally perfect emulation in that uh, every game will behave on the FPGA the way it, uh, it behaved on the original hardware, and that that's the idea with the same amount of lag and emulation or lag and latency, which you know, with Mike Tyson's Punch Out ideally is zero. So we'll see. And I, I mean, I can, um, with, with the, with the mister, I can put it out to a CRT and to my capture gear simultaneously. So it's like, that might be a good, good thing as well. And I can play on a CRT. People are asking that. I, did I settle on a controller? Uh, right now I am using the 8-bit Do PC engine controller. Because it's kind of like an NES controller, and the D-pad's been pretty good on this one. So that's,
2: also, that's hilarious. Yes, you're literally using a Turbo, graphics style, yeah, turbo controller.
1: graphics style controller. Yes,
2: graphics for life.
1: Yep, and it's, uh, it's 2.4 gigahertz, so not Bluetooth. So I think that's good too.
2: Mount Rushmore of Turbo Graphics 16 games win. Yeah, there we go. Let's do it. Yeah, this is, it
1: is a cute controller. I agree. I like it a lot. It's, it feels yeah, nice. Good stuff. Yep, good absolutely. Stuff.
2: Uh, I'm gonna be playing a lot of Mike Tyson's Punch
1: Out, though. That's where I'm at. I'm gonna that's be fine. streaming tomorrow night. I'll probably play some of that. Uh, the thing is, I kind of want to just, like, be learning more all the time because I'm at a good period where it's like everything makes sense now, and so every second I play the game, I'm learning so much more, and I feel like a sponge, although it's yeah. a lot of it leaves my brain right away, too. Yeah, um, you're seeing
2: so much improvement right now that I'm sure it's a lot of fun. You're not really grinding out runs yet. Exactly. Yeah,
1: so, and then next week, when we, uh, on, you know, Grubber Lang on Giant Bomb, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to put a run together, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. So
2: be interesting i man i I am like jealous i kind of maybe want to try one i don't know if i want to just jump in on the punch out thing with you guys uh maybe find a game to speed run i don't know something simple so i I definitely something that's like about a 30 minute run yes
1: exactly yes and this is uh this is that precisely i mean you can do super punch out there you go i'm I'm probably i don't really i really
2: really felt the same about super punch out as a different punch out well super punch out we need to play it more. Try to beat Try me in beat Super Mario sixty four. Yes, yes,
1: Sean. I like Mario sixty four.
2: Yeah. That is like a, that's a hardcore game to speed run. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I, I don't know if I, that should be my first.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think of any, if I've been playing anything else. I'm, I still want to play that pizza tower game, which is apparently like Wario. Yeah. and uh, I have it downloaded, ready to go. Uh, but I've yeah. been playing Hi-Fi Rush. So
2: I, mean, I really want to play Dead Space, but I want to beat Hi-Fi Rush first before same. I, I mess around with that. Yeah, exactly, exact, exact it's, Same. It's high on the to-do list
1: yep uh and then we well, yeah well i mean last friday played uh, that hitman world of assassination the freelancer mode
2: oh i did that too that's what i was kind of forgetting but i did try that mode out i uh i love it i just love that game so it's much great. i just love that game so much it's, it's just a, a really fun excuse to play that game again and get to yep. go around those maps i want to play more of it
1: and the game like uh this mode is hard and pushes back against you which is maybe a really good way of expressing what's good about hitman where Things can go really wrong in really fun ways. Um, And if you don't want to deal with that, well, there's all these other modes where you could save scum and all that stuff. So just go play that. And if you're sort of at a point where you're like, no, I want to be put in a situation where I have to improvise hardcore. Well, this is it. And it's awesome.
2: Yeah, this is it's pretty uh, it's pretty great as being like this thing that you should do after you beat the game or you've done. That it that definitely play through the campaign first. We do all these levels at least once. And then this is a fun way to do those again if you aren't really like want to try escalation missions or, or mastering the levels.
1: Although, if you do like get the level masteries, uh, we get like you know, unlock the level 20 masteries, like that's way to l- really learn the levels and then yeah, you can apply helps. that here,
2: right? Yeah. Like everything you learn there applies here too, but it is just throwing things at you in a really satisfying way. Yeah. and. Like, there's a lot of thought to it. Like, you have your little home base. It's not just stitched together. There's a lot of, like, original voice lines and stuff here. It's really impressive for a game, For you know, basically a free update for a game that a lot of people have already bought. Uh, But just, man, World of Assassination. I'm yep. so glad I would just call it that. By the way, people know what I'm talking I don't to, like, say Hitman Trilogy or Hitman 3. Yeah. World of Assassination is just so good. It's just a forever game. Yep, it's fantastic.
1: Yep. I will be playing this game for the rest of my life without a doubt. All right, Mike. I think we're. Gonna, I think it's time to wrap this show up. Uh, any other super chats?
2: Yes, yes. Good, good, good. Looking out, Jeff. Yeah, so I'm Big here Jimbo for you. Ryan. Big Jimbo Ryan said, "If Xbox threw money at Tingo, how quickly uh, could sequel?" And well, then he clarified, uh, "Hi-Fi Rush to I mean." So I guess yeah. How? What's the? Let's assume that as soon as Hi-Fi Rush got shadow dropped, and it was pretty clear as a hit. They greenlit a sequel. When what's the soonest we can expect the Hi-Fi Rush two? I
1: think three years is the soonest, and also probably right. I think probably three years we get a sequel. I think that would be fantastic.
2: Burrito says Alan Wake is a thrower because he's living through his own work. It's spooky, not scary. My non horror pick is Ghost Recon One. Horror pick is Signalis. Yeah, guess, man, I don't know.
1: I, I like what I played a Signalis, but it's you know I too soon. Play more.
2: I heard good things. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just not really. By net, just because he's—I don't know how—he's living through his own works. I don't need to find something as not being horror, but uh you know, different conver, different conversation. Um, all right, we did it. We're heroes. All right. See, so you
1: got that. You said you—you you did get uh, in hero of time. The first fear was very spooky. I probably yeah, I you. brought
2: that up while we were doing things, so I think. Uh, but yeah, he mentioned fear. I think I said that at the oh, time. Oh, I right. already Marked it as a red. But uh okay, kinda, very cool. I, I, I think Fear was also on our poll when we were deciding our Halloween game last year and it did not win because, uh, yeah. For, for, well, actually, two of those games did eventually get played because Alan Wake won immediately uh, and then we did uh, Resident Evil recently in the Redemption poll. But yes, Half-Life 1 is the game we're doing in the Mess Club now. It's, uh, it's fun stuff.
1: Mike, where can people find you on the internet?
2: Find me on uh, Twitter and Twitch at Tolkoto.com 90s disney has a new episode up about the return of jafar somehow jafar has returned uh and that is at 90s disney you guys make that joke
1: in the podcast too i have it downloaded i haven't listened yet no
2: I, we're not we're not that clever but thankfully the tweet uh, aj thought about the Perfect. joke in the tweet and made the gif so good good on him and hey we uh we recorded a um uh power bomb cast today yes, about royal rumble Should it was a fun up, time um, i really enjoyed that yeah we were just being Silly giggling goobers, a lot of it. Yep. it. was good stuff. I uh so look
1: out for that tomorrow. Um this mornings with Tam tomorrow, always a good time. Look out for that episode. Uh get I dropped, to it
2: on professional Fridays.
1: Um I can't remember. I think we're gonna play a bunch of uh multiplayer games. Uh, I think is the Fine. idea. Just check I should check that thread. Um we'll see. Oh look at that. There's I got a message in Slack I need to check too. Um I am I Jeff Grubb Simon. on Twitter. I am Jeff Grubb on Twitch. Uh, did I lose? Okay, no, it's just the YouTube. it weird. I'm um, Jeff Grubb on Twitch. I will be streaming tomorrow night. I will also be streaming next Wednesday and then next Friday. Uh, so keep, keep, uh, keep an eye on my Twitch. I got stuff happening there. It'll be fun. Um, I might, I'm thinking, Mike, maybe next Friday I do my top 100. I might, oh, fun, fun. I fun. It, might, it Might be time. I, I, I was kind of started watching yours. I think my plan is um when I'm doing my chores this weekend and I don't have time to play games. I'm gonna pop that on in my ears and kind of listen to your top 100 and kind of maybe take there it you go. and then do mine. Uh, the fun was a lot of fun. To.
2: People seem to enjoy uh, joy watching it. It
1: was a good time. Yes, I, I like the concept. And I liked you know Dan when Dan was doing it. Um, I, think, I think the big thing for you is when I was watching you, it was like, oh, it's it's pretty easy, actually, to fill out 100 games. Yeah,
2: I thought it would be a difficult thing. It's like, oh, no, this is very easy to come up with 100 games. Thanks, everybody.
4: We'll see you next time. Bye.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: BRB.
1: All right. How'd everyone feel about that? Getting a little update about the... uh uh the, the league because i know most listeners aren't in there that's it's for uh, our our patron members um is this the right forum for that because i think there's some interesting stuff in there maybe we can like work on how we present it but um i don't know it's it, it, i liked it very good okay cool because it's like yo, know, i want to see what people think is happening with games uh say sean loses even if he wins that's a good play on Trader wolf i can just do that this is my show that's right um you're Say girls. it
4: again, Wolf. I dare you.
1: <laughs> Damn it, there he is. Uh, I like hearing might get dunked on. That's a very good point. If we can keep that going every week, that'll be very good. You know, I can, right now. <laughs> this
4: man spent $80 on two games. He really doesn't I've know how it works. No, he really
1: doesn't, clearly. Um, <laughs> let's see, how do I... let's Fantasy Critic. It's the, I wonder if this is the right one. Yeah, Zoa Energy Gaming is right there. Let me log in. See if I can make something happen right now. There's probably not much left if people made that many moves. I'll make a bid.
4: Uh, epic Open World might didn't understand any of it. Any yeah, of it is yes. the part they didn't understand.
1: I could still get Metroid Prime 4. Let me put $50 on that. Um, okay, let's see. Not not much. The pickings are slim. I should have done more earlier. Well, I could go for
4: skull and bones.: Did your division pick um, Metroid Prime 1 HD yet? Uh I, I don't th- can we do remasters? I should be able to
1: It says uh, Metroid Prime 1 HD ineligible.
4: Uh then you shouldn't be able to <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah, so I
4: know uh, we turned off the uh, the special categories. I just forgot they got rolled in or rolled out. Man. Oh, it's a got to be a remake. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I was going to say, I have Dead Space. I guess they just categorize as a remaster. Right. right the now.
1: way they categorize things is very, and that's always tough, but um, I guess that's fair for that game. Um, Arc 2. I mean, how, how can that fail with Vin Diesel? Okay. Little Devil inside, still not out pragmata that's a winner i can make pragmata happen that's never going to come out is it the day before
4: i mean i hope it does
1: the day before that fake game that got that 10 minute demo yeah i don't i, I the pickets are very slim like a do crime boss rocky city
4: If you uh, don't value the game whatsoever, go for it.
3: (laughs) Actually, this one might be worth it. During the public bidding window, you can only bid on a game that is already being bid on by at least one player.
1: What does that mean?
4: Okay, so it's a two-stage process. What happens is in the first part of the week, uh, which is what, up until tonight, I believe? Oh, okay. uh, you, You can bid on anything you want. But then from here until Saturday, it's revealed what people have bid on. And then all you can do is try to outbid them.
1: Okay. All right. Very cool. So it, until okay, so wait when when is that
4: revealed? Uh the bids are alive now. That's what uh, that's what Benji Bob was saying.
1: Right. Okay. So so when I bid on this, and it says during the public bidding window, you can only bid on a game that is already being bid on by at least one <laughs> player. I have to like, so I just have to wait until it's revealed that other people can see that, and then someone else can bid on no, it, no, no,
4: no. Okay. it. Okay. If it's something that no one has bid on this week, you need to wait until next week to put a bid on oh
1: we're in that part okay we are already in the second phase we're in the second phase okay all right okay so then okay let me see what people have bid on
4: yeah the the trying to think if this is going to confuse anyone the counter bidding phase you could kind of sure
1: how can i see what people bid on Yeah, laugh,
2: laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm taking
1: this seriously.
2: <laughs> you remember, like, my, my, teaching my grandpa how to use the TV? Yeah, sure. See, grandpa, I'm like, you like, have to turn around at and B- What B- do
4: you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. Wait, how do this
3: you
1: do that? This <laughs> is yeah, I see player actions. My publisher details. Make a bid. Oh, make a counter pick bid? Is that where it would be? Yeah, right, okay. So
4: if you, go, if you go to your league uh it, if you scroll down below upcoming releases it's this week's bids and three three games have been on in your league this week gravity circuit as a counter pick, lorelei and the laser eyes and then unannounced mainline 2d mario platformer as a counterpick
1: which 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 section was this in i see c league history c league options
4: are you in 2023
1: i am i think uh, okay am i
4: Yes, Make I am, sense? yes, because yes, yes, okay. Vision 49 has 20 right. points. You see, you see standings?
1: E, no, where is it?
4: Oh, the big Oh, as like, something I
1: can click on No, but as the big word standings I see standings, yes. Yes,
4: okay Scroll down, you can see upcoming releases Uh-huh Oh, there it is, okay. scroll down below that, this week's bids, so those are the games that you can bid on here in the second phase.
1: Oh, wow, someone making a move there, okay all right, I'm betting on it. All right, ready? Uh, yeah. Hang on. Okay, uh, it stopped blinking twelve. We did it. I should have turned it to channel three, guys. Um, okay. Let's get back into it. Let me end this poll too. It's
2: not like it was like a look. It like it was an insane blowout. It was like. Almost forty to sixty
1: yeah, so it's just a forty point split or
2: whatever. People I thought I go ridiculous. God, God. Uh okay. Campy Campy.